and I must keep running, running, and 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 running, And welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 94. I am here with Brandon, way yep. up there in Buffalo, which I consider Canada. Yes. Uh, how are Buffalo, you doing? How, how cold is it right now up it's, there in it's Canada? It's been pretty hot lately. I, my mom brought an extra air conditioner by uh, oh, your the, mommy the other did, day. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> That's nice yeah. of her. Yeah, I don't know what she you? had it Grow for. She's, she's always lived in houses with central air. She's just got the- <laughs> yeah. yeah, Grow up. <laughs> Almost yeah. 37. I'm uh, it is, it is odd that, you know, but, she had that just laying around. Yeah. Well, I she think never that, told me about it until yeah, she's like, oh. I think that there's a wink, wink here. And she's yeah. like, how are you living in this house right I now? I think she I'm went like, and bought it, and yeah. she didn't want to tell you. No, I, I think that she went and bought box it. And our, it's an old school thing. It, it's even got scotch tape on the side holding parts together and things. You, you don't, don't work know. tomorrow, works, right? Though. You have off tomorrow on Mondays, yeah, yeah. right? Well, Tuesday, yeah. maybe she'll make you lunch, right? She'll cut yeah. off the crust for you. <laughs> is, is that what's going to go on? I wish. Oh, my. I'm always in a rush in the morning. That would be I, fabulous. I like crust. I don't like my crust being cut off. I think that that oh, ends I'll up... You know crust. what happens to me? When you cut the crust off, a lot of times, if it's not packed very well, it gets that weird stale bit on the outside yeah. then of the, the white bread. I hate or, yeah, that. I, I can't stand that. I, don't like I need that the crust. Also, growing up, I don't know why or what. I ended up loving the end pieces of the loaf of bread. I actually thought that that was the special two pieces and not the ones that most people hate. I, I actually love the end pieces I like of bread. putting them in the toaster. I'll throw a little yeah. butter on it. Yeah. yeah, really. You you like the butter and the jelly? Your mommy make you that, does she? No, no, I'm a I'm a butter and cinnamon sugar guy. I'm oh, a toast in the again, morning. Again, yeah. grow I'm up. Twelve. No. I, really? What is going oh, my on? Eating habits. I, I my really eating think that we need terrible. to get. I mean, I'm gonna have to check cereal your is what ID. I will eat for a 24 hour oh, period. Too. Sometime. I, I will do that. But cinnamon sugar, huh? Do you yeah. like uh, strawberry jelly or strawberry jam? Are jelly. you a jam or a way. jelly? No fan? jelly. Are you a grape or a strawberry? Strawberry. Guy? Oh, you, I knew you were. Yeah. All of this adds up. I'm a yeah. grape guy. Well, that's all thrill. we ever had, and my mom would make it's homemade jelly usually. Oh, your yeah, mom you know, would I make it for you, would she? <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I'm talking when I, I was we're a kid. Now I just here. buy the buy the squeeze uh, oh, smucker yeah. squeeze jelly. Yeah, the squeeze jelly, yeah. really? You, you have your name on the back of your undies, so your mom knows which one <laughs> she's she's washing, does she? Ah, uh, yes. We're here on the weekend edition. I want to tell everybody very quickly because I am exhausted. I have pretty much slept. I think three hours this weekend i've been doing a lot of stuff for both sides of the podcast the sites and all that sort of craziness and i've fallen down the rabbit hole of making videos uh you know video (laughs) reviews and things like that and that when i get inspired like that I am crazy. I, I yeah. actually do get that's, what that's I would why you say. You and Tanya are like yeah, a perfect. I would say I'm pretty much get clinically <laughs> manic, but yeah. it, it's not like one of those things that I get manic, be, like out of nowhere. It is when I get inspired, but then I, I can't get it out of my mind, and I have to go and do it. But if you want to go and go to our website, it is 
WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. We also have a Twitter at WSMarvelComics. If you follow us, we will follow you back 100%. We're not jerks. We don't hold out on the the follows. I, I don't think that it's cool to have a million followers and you follow back three people. I think that's yeah. bull crap. Kanye and West. I'm making that's my who you're stance. talking to. You're throwing shade at Kanye West right now? I'm throwing shade at everybody. Everybody <laughs> but Liam, uh, what's his name, from uh, Oasis. Yes, I, I'm Liam not Gallagher. throwing Liam Gallagher. He can do what he wants. Because saint, I yes. do not think he's a human being. He's he's from outer space somewhere. So he's allowed to do Most it. Likely. But we also have a Patreon account if you want to support us for the two podcasts we do each week. If you listen to the DC podcast. And really, if you want a lot of other shows, go over to patreon.com slash weird science. And you will get weird. a bunch of other shows, including a bunch of Marvel shows that me and Brandon do. Some I do on my own, but mostly with Brandon. Last week, we had... What we do every week, the big Patreon-only Marvel Comics Spotlight. Last week was Arrow number one, the Greg Pak number one. That was kind of an odd issue. You were not so hip on it. I liked it. And I actually want to tell you that Luke Hollywood has praised my uh, talk of it in the Patreon, uh, you know, page. Oh, yeah, that's a book right right up his alley, I think. Yeah, yeah. So he said that it was definitely, like I said, like a opening scene from an anime or a manga. Uh, also, we did Star Wars Target Vader number one in what will be the last Star Wars book that we will do on the Patreon spotlight because I promise you Until and John Jack. Yeah, yeah, I almost I almost made the joke this week because the poll is up right now and Greg Pox jumping on the regular Star Wars book that Kieran Gillum, I guess, was writing. He yeah. stepped off. And Greg Pak is going at a, you know, not a number one. I think it's still like number 68. That's been going on a while. And it seems like a really good jumping on point. It seems like a really thing right up my alley. It takes place like during or right before the Empire Strikes Back. All these things that are triggers for me. And I didn't put it on. I was going to make the joke because I even put in the in the poll, you know, hey, this is it. No more Star Wars, I promise. And then I was going to put the Star Wars book and then in parentheses until now. That's what I was going to put. <laughs> I did not. And because of that, right now, what is winning for next week is a pretty good spotlight. It is Wolverine versus Blade special number one and Invisible nice. Woman number one are winning. Now, I know oh, that Wolverine so versus good. Blade, you are going to be reviewing. Yeah. That is a off the shelf type yeah. deal. It was, you know, it was, the, it was in away. the file cabinet. For yeah, a couple it was of in years. the file cabinet. And it is, I think, Mark Guggenheim who's doing it. And that right where I, I love when we get these issues and they try to sneak them past you. You know, you're, yeah. it's like the goal line defense. It's and they're usually gonna, the writer that ends up that's selling what I'm them saying. out. And, yeah. and not even just that. It's the writer just not being around Marvel much lately. Like yeah. you're like, Mark Guggenheim, I haven't seen him around. Oh, <laughs> and then you go and you hear him like, oh, yeah, I've really wanted to have this issue out for years. And yeah. You're like, okay. He was on so X-Men Gold, which was the yeah. last book. You know, that's not that long ago. But no, it's he not that long really ago, but you don't see him in a lot of things. Yeah. So this is one of those where I think that if Marvel was as, you know, set on doing annuals weeks as DC as DC any fifth week of a month that you know you'll have an annuals week and they will throw some things at you that you might consider a lot of BS Marvel just they have their annuals but they don't have that typical annuals week I think that this would have been something that would have been thrown out if they would do the regular annuals week because it's just kind of laying around just waiting to be used 
And I guess the time is now because that's what's going to be. But yeah, Invisible Woman is winning hands down. So Invisible Woman, if you want to hear us talk about the Mark Wade number one, you would have to go over to Patreon to listen to that. Wolverine versus Blade is actually neck and neck with the Wolverine cap issue. Nice. So uh, I think that people are trying Both to books. apologize yeah, to you. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, what is this? The the sorry song for it me? Is. I'll take I it. I think they're apologizing <laughs> to you for being jerks all this time and picking Star Wars just to <laughs> laugh that you hate it and i do think that the last time we talked that the, the bunch of darth vader ones you didn't you didn't no, mind no. that much i do like so, the darth vader books enough yeah, I, I think that uh that might have been getting them mad but are you okay you, a, you, at least you they're not voting today? star wars finn you know that, yes. that would no, really I wouldn't, make me... i wouldn't even put that on the list and, <laughs> and it seems like these new rounds uh are tom taylor who i love but Andrew Belfast, who does all the Star Wars reviews over at the site, he really didn't like that Finn book. I mean, he really, oh, really? didn't like didn't that like Finn either, book. Huh? I think he gave it a four. Uh, he hasn't gone that low. Something like that. Uh, but I trust him. He's a Star Wars fan. And he's yeah. not a hateful Star Wars fan. He's no, just no. a Star Wars fan. And we're going to go off to our first book here. And here we go. You, you drinking yet? You have a shot for this no, podcast? Do you, I, do you, I thought do you about get it. your Re- nerves out? I really? really thought about it for this Captain Vader's book, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it might have served you well. I know that John Jack's gritting his teeth already. Yeah. It's Captain America and the Invaders, the, Bermuda, the Bahamas Triangle. I know. Ay, ay, ay. It Number one. Me right off, right? <laughs> Written by Roy Thomas, art by Jerry Ordway. Uh, colors by J. David Ramos and letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. And and so you have Roy Thomas and Jerry Ordway. And if you look, this is one of those 80th anniversary issues. So you're like, okay, I, I see what we're going with. Yeah, we're going with a bunch st- of going with a bunch of old guys. You know, hanging the out. Ice. Bunch of old guys hanging out and doing the stuff. And after undergoing a secret military experiment, Steve Rogers reemerged as super soldier. The ever-fearless Captain America. It's 1941, and the threat of World War II lingers over the United States of America. When it comes to serving his country, there's no mission Steve will turn down. And it actually, in this, the way through the dialogue, this is like his first day out yeah. of the oven. Like, <laughs> no, they, I thought they that have, was they, funny. Yeah, they have taken him out of the oven. His little thing on his side popped to show that he was done. The turkey's done. Now let's get going. You know, let's go and do some things. And with this, this is one of those issues. And Roy Thomas, and a lot of the things I'm going to talk about are from talking to John Jack about Roy Thomas. He's a big fan. I think that if you are a fan, you'll appreciate some of the, you know, some of the quirks that Roy yeah. Thomas likes to use. If you're not a fan, you may call them something different. You may not use quirks in that sentence, but I am kind of stuck with this because I am a history fan. I, I'm not going to say I am a historian. I, I'm not even going to say that say a I am. History buff. I'm not. I don't even know if I'm a buff. I actually <laughs> I just think like. That's a funny I, term I, I like. I like to talk about history in the buff. To thank you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So when I, when I like history, I love weird history. Even the thing I had a Patreon show for like two months, but it ended up getting lost in the shuffle of yeah. the effed up history is what it was yeah, called. I'm, like not even, yeah, I'm not even trying to. Funny. Oh yeah. I love crazy stories. I love weird situations through history. That's kind of my history uh, sort of thing. And 
the thing with Edward, who was king of England, going to the Bahamas, getting stuck in the Bahamas because Winston Churchill was pretty pissed at him because he was hanging with Hitler at one point, is a kind of a quirky story that I like. So this should be right up my alley because that's basically what it's centered around. Yeah. Uh, but it's boring to me. This whole issue yeah, is know. boring. It's an invader's issue that Roy Thomas is trying to meld it around. He's trying to wrap it around what well, they're actual not even events. really the invaders here. No, would- they aren't. <laughs> and and what my problem is isn't that this is kind of a prequel invader story. Yep, I would but say what so. I need from a story with the invaders is a little more than, you know, Jim Hammond and Cap walking backwards and bumping into each other Getting like seasick. it's some nineteen you know eighty yeah. sitcom in a haunted house. You, you know what I mean? They they no, end up no one... walking back and bump into each other. They kind of yeah. oh hey, I think I know you now. Uh, I, and I think they... I realized that at the point this book wasn't for me when uh, Jim Hammond burns the Mission Impossible yeah. type note yeah, in his yeah. hand. He's like oh. At least I got a mop I, I to think, clean it up. Like, why, yeah. why are we talking to ourselves? Yeah, I what think that I realized <laughs> while the whole thing, I'm like, where the heck is Namor? Yeah. yeah, I'm going through this whole thing, and it's kind of a joke of him not showing up right away, only for him to show up at the very end, do his deal underwater, and leave. And yeah, I, I nobody know nobody even it, really knows he no, did what he did. And, and so there, there's some shout outs in this. There are some kind of things from history. The history is a little stretch, which it would be. Uh, when I first read it, I kind of really got annoyed with kind of the history concept of it, with the idea that. You know, FDR is president right here, so he should yep. be. And when they're in the Bahamas, they they end up going to the Bahamas to talk to the Duke and Duchess of Windsor. And it's kind of a forced thing for them to go. At this point uh, in, in history, they pretty much were, you know, they were under – both sides thought they were up to no good. So FDR yep. just going there, hey, I'm just going to hang All out, get me two sailors – and to battle, like they they need Jim Hammond and Cap as these bodyguard sailors, but yet they have two battleships that are trailing them <laughs> that have nine hundred people on it. Yeah. He should how have many, more than two guys does it take there. To man a battleship, yeah, really. And how many sailors should be guarding a president during the you know all pre World War Two? It, it's pretty much ridiculous. And then on the point, we'll get into it. But what happens by the end because Roy? Thomas can't change history. He can't have FDR declare war right here. You have to wait for Pearl Harbor for that. He should have declared war right here and there. There should have been a press conference in the Bahamas that said, basically, we're going to war. Hitler is out of hand. He is he's sending people all over the place. Yeah. FDR's just like, yeah, we'll just keep this under wraps. And I'm going to go back to Washington. I'm like, really, FDR? Really? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like the art. In it. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, almost wraps up like a boys will be boys. Yeah, that's it's boys will be boys. We're talking about, <laughs> you know, Baron Zemo and Hitler. This is the worst, but it ends up starting out. And I I do like the beginning. And again, it just seems like this is something I don't know that. And I'd have to ask John Jack if he knows if this is something that was written recently, if this was an older thing repurposed, you know, was laying around. But I can only think that they're I I would love to say that they're doing this because everybody's reading Chip Zdarsky's Invaders. But we know not everybody's reading Chip Zdarsky's Invaders. This was just out for July 4th. 
That's the only reason I can see it happening. That July, you know, this came out July 3rd. You have in the in the States, July 4th, that people are gonna be like, man. I'm patriotic. Look at that Captain America logo. I need to get this. <laughs> yeah. And hey, old it's cool. Old school Cap Uni. I'm grabbing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And y- you have the old school uh, shield and stuff like out. that. Yeah, yeah. So he ends up pretty much <laughs> infiltrating so a at home, you know, these real piece of crap American Nazis. You know, they're sympathizers. Yeah. They're traitors. there. They're, yeah, they're traitors. They're doing their Nazi stuff. I like that they're there with a map. Uh, it, in my mind, they're actually playing Dungeons and Dragons, and now they're embarrassed that they've risk. been infiltrated. It, it'd be more yeah. risk dressed no, like this. I just this, want right? Dungeons and Dragons. I'd have my, my <laughs> sketch paper and stuff. I, I know that it doesn't work out in the history of things, but Gary Gygax, he went back in a time machine and he invented it little do people know gary gygax invented dnd for american nazis that that is a little known fact that they don't want to let out wizards of the coast now and tsr in the day they they shuffled that away but no cap breaks in and he just starts wrecking house and it's cool you know there's not much special to this uh he's you know it's the classic he's you know hitting one guy's head into the table as he jumps and hits another guy with the shield one guy tries to hit him in the back with a a chair he ducks now all of a sudden hulk hogan comes Comes out Rick Flair's yelling. I mean, it's pretty Macho much like a wrestling from match. The top yeah. rope. Uh, Ultimate love Warrior it. is off in parts unknown. They couldn't three get a hold points of him. If that happened. Yeah, really. I think Namor's <laughs> in parts unknown with the Ultimate Warrior yeah. in this. So He's Cap's doing his thing. Too. One guy gets away, and this is a very odd scene where one guy gets away and starts running, and he runs past an open door in this kind of warehouse and cap. And and this is the thing about it. The dialogue to me throughout this whole deal is very clunky. It's yeah, very it old school. Obviously the it's only Roy thing Thomas, I really so like about school. the dialogue is caps old school trash talking. Yeah. But this is, this is you're so panic stricken without your bully boys to back you up. You ran past a way out onto the street. And I'm like, why are you yelling that he could just double back and go as these guys are going by. You do have this one scene. Now I do, do think that what they're playing with is that photographer really does look like Jay Jonah Jameson, that this would have been one of his first jobs back in World War II. He's taking his photos. He's, he's getting his, his feet wet with it. But these other two guys with him uh, are guys that actually have a connection to this book. You have Carl and Bill and who they are. If you're reading this there, if I can get my notes up again, it is Bill Everett, the creator of Submariner and Carl Burgos, who created Jim Hammond, Human Torch. So it's kind of cool. They go by. And and the thing that would have been neat to me is the idea Cap runs by and they see that. I really wish that it would have been different and it would have been Namor and uh, Jim Hammond run by. And then they're throwing shade that those guys ended up coming up with the idea after seeing them in real life yeah. and stuff. Not even shade, but that would have been kind of cool. But it, it really means nothing. But it was kind of a, a neat no, it, little It deal. actually plays into what I find to be the weirdest page in the whole book. Where uh, the photographer actually gets his photo about three inches away from yeah. the fight that's occurring and distracts, yeah. <laughs> distracts, distracts the, the Nazi dude trying to yeah, hit because Cap. At one point, though, I mean, I know Cap is a super soldier. He's fresh out of the oven. Like we said, he gets hit with a, a pipe so hard <laughs> right in the face. And I'm telling you, I know, I know he's a super soldier. One ounce did, of blood. Did nothing. it strengthen his teeth? Because I, I really think he should be missing a couple. I mean, yeah. d- did the super got, soldier serum end up making the roots of his tusks. teeth? I, I'm telling yeah. you, really, they must be steel. 
And, and so he ends up the, trying to get his mask back on. The bottom of that on. page is perplexing too with the whole dropping the shield on the way into yeah. the car. Like, yeah, I don't did know you who not that realize is. you dropped that cap? Here's What's the thing going is, on This here? is the weird deal. And I can only say when I get to that, there's a weird, but it doesn't play out. I think that that might have supposed to be Jack Kirby giving him the shield back. The only reason I say that is because when you see the shadow, but I don't know who that is. He's talking and, and then he's like, don't worry, fellas. I got it. Lucky I was passing by. And I think that <laughs> might have, I, like, I think that was supposed to be on? Jack Kirby. Just that shadowy figure. When he's like, but keep on, keep a tight grip on that shield. I'm like, what is happening? But yeah, Cap ends up beating up this last Nazi leader uh, because of the flashbulb of the, you know, the picture, the the camera. The Daily Bugle like, reporter. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And like I said, I think that's Jay Jonah, but that's that might just be me. I might be insane. But yeah, so he's talking. And then he ends up with Agent McClowski, who ends up being a colonel later. I mean, there's a lot it's of like call-outs and things like that. And he's like, hey, way to go, Cap. Way to go on that first day on the job. And hey, you know, I got another job for you. You're going to go in the Bahamas. You're going to go fishing with FDR. And he's like, man, the president, I'd love to, you know, meet Roosevelt. He's like, oh, you're really not going to meet him uh you're just going to be a guard he's like you're just okay. going to be vomiting on a on a yeah, ship yeah you're just going to get seasick and <laughs> and really you know what people love captain america but what they love more is captain america semen that's what They're he like, says yeah. i'm like this is getting sexy you <laughs> see that's self, he, next super soldier serum make uh make him able to handle the yeah. sea <laughs> yeah he says you're going along as semen steve rogers oh my oh my uh, and this is where you you have the thing where he kind of gives him i love where he's like hey where are we going oh let me just give you this paper. Well, I can only see that you have it open to the Duke and Duchess of Windsor. I'm like, really? Just tell them. Just tell them what you're doing. Just, yeah. And uh, with that, what they, if Cap that can't is, read. Well, yeah, really. Well, that's the super serum. I mean, he does it. it all. But with that, it's only there so they have can have exposition to set up the history of it. Not I just. I'm telling you, I hate the idea of this. It's like, oh. You know, the Duke of Windsor, wasn't he the king before? He certainly was until he went and talked to Hitler. Oh, my. He went insane. They don't like (laughs) him because they think he might be a Nazi sympathizer. Edward VIII, they they think Hitler's going to put him on the throne. It's it's just this back and forth. Later, it gets on my nerves even more when you go to the Bahamas and there is a line that uh, you have the Duchess of Windsor say that's such a cliched line for the two of them. Cards with the cards. No, no, it's it's just a phrase that you look it up on Wikipedia and it comes right up. I'm like, really, Roy, you're going with that? But yeah, Cap's going to go off, and they also says, "Hey, uh, you know, there's going to be these two other guys. You know, hey, I thought I was the only super soldier. Well, not really, and these guys might even be better than you, Cap. So shut them out. <laughs> and, and so they go off, and yeah, he ends up going on to the ship, and then you have like just weird things yeah, going on like weird this plane to goes fill this by book. I know. and, and you, you know calling officer dean return to police headquarters in manhattan your message of able-bodied seaman must not gone through that's just to tell you that namor may not Didn't have gotten it, the guess. message yeah. but it's not well spelled out in the meantime and i'm telling you we've already spent way too much time on this issue in yeah, the meantime baron zemo <laughs> is on his way because he's going to grab the duke yeah. and duchess and OG bring them back baron to hitler zemo here. yeah and yeah. he's going to go and grab them and take them back but they don't seem to know 
yet they don't seem to want to, but they might. And so as this is going yeah, on, you once do- the double crossing starts going on in this issue, I don't know if it just doesn't make sense or I just don't care enough in this issue. Yeah, to it's just, it out. I think I it's know. just convoluted. And you have Captain America. He's there on the boat. He's getting seasick. Jim Hammond's there. He has his orders. They end up, you know, he's touching them and they flame on and he ends up burning up his orders. Uh, there well, is what's a, he worried about for getting these orders? They're not know. that hard, Jimmy. Yeah, I, I know. He just has to, you know, guard the president. So he's there. He seems to be a little more in touch with the whole overall yeah. plan, like with Unless Namor and things raining, like that. Well, yeah. then it ends up raining. And, it, you know, the ship's tossing and turning. I mean, I can imagine this is the skipper and Gilligan here. Jim Hammond goes over, and I do like the line here because he's like, hey, what's the matter, you know, their soldier? And Cap's like, I'm going to throw up. I don't have my sea legs, which is weird for a guy who's yeah, in the Navy, Navy supposedly. Yeah. I love Jim Hammond says, yeah, I haven't had any problems. You're an android, You're a you stinker. Robot, buddy. You, you are cheating. That's <laughs> the, the, the only reason. Not around in yeah, your really. Today, like, I guess. They didn't program me to get seasick. It would have been weird <laughs> if they did. Like, why yeah. would they program me for that? But My yeah, then you go quick. Weakness. You go quick to the Duchess and Duke of Windsor, and this is where, like, oh man, you know, the people are coming in. We have two parties that are going to arrive. I hope they don't run into each other. And then the Duchess says. Oh, we're in uh, exile, our own personal St. Helena, Helena, and that's uh, a reference to Napoleon and something that is a cliche for these two is what they said that. It's just everything happens. I hate when books do history and that you everything has to happen that somebody has read about in the 30 pages yeah. that you read. She just says hey, that as I, w- an I wish someone would banish me to the Bahamas. Yeah, really. I, they didn't like it, though. I mean, it was he was the king of England. And I know that Cap and them say that earlier. I think that wasn't stressed enough. Now, he was only for a no. couple of weeks, but he uh, he really, you know, and they kind of got dissed and sent to the Bahamas to keep out of the way. They couldn't be in Europe because of their nonsense of what was going on with Hitler. Um, but, yeah, so they're there and FDR shows up. And basically FDR's there to say to them, listen, uh, it's one of those things where uh, during and before the war with this whole thing, they were there to try to convince them, don't go with Hitler. We have your best interests. You'll be fine. Just kind of, you know, s- sit still. Don't do crazy things or whatever. And that's all they're really there for, you know, in the guise yeah. of going fishing. They get there, but then the Baron Zemo's trip, yeah. already there as well. And now we just have a fight. And this is where Baron Zemo's yelling about how Hitler wants them back in Berlin and we're going to do this. This this is War talk. I mean, this is crazy talk. And so you end up having these Nazis outside of this, you know, mansion go and try to kill the guards. Unfortunately for them, the guards are Cap and Jim Hammond. Jim Hammond flames on. Things are getting caught on fire. He's in a gazebo that catches on fire. And <laughs> with that, just lighting dudes Jim flame. Hammond this, this is straight body on the ground murdering behind everybody. Him. Anybody who gets <laughs> near know. Jim Hammond is He's dead. Dead if they're put lucky. This robot down. Yeah, if they're not lucky, they this are burned back. For the rest of their deal It's it's awful (laughs) He does not care He's just burning people Cap seems to be Knocking guys out But yeah So all this is going on Look at those sexy abs Through all that fire And robot metal (laughs) He flames on Of course his weakness Rain he, he gets kind of yeah. knocked down. He's And this is the thing where he's going so off ridiculous. to get the U-boat that, you know, so that he can take care of it. And he can't get to it 
because he, you know, it rains and he falls. That's only so later Namor has something to do when he shows up late to the party. Also, earlier in the issue, in one of the most forced pieces of dialogue, Cap's like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do if things go wrong. I can't fly or go underwater for long. I'm like, really? That's what you were worried about? (laughs) Just so that we know that Jim Hammond and Namor can take care of that? But yeah, he ends up punching Nazis. You end up with Baron Zemo. He has his death ray that he's been carrying in his suitcase. Why didn't he use this at first? I'm telling you, why have it in a suitcase? Yeah, why why have, you know, a gun when all you're going to do is open that suitcase and, and seems to have to put together yeah, the, yeah, the death to ray. It. Just have the death ray all along, and he's going nuts. And then he basically says then, all right, the plan was to get the Duke and Duchess, bring them back to Berlin so that Hitler can win the war and then put them as, you know, monarchs on the, uh, you know, the British throne, but as puppet monarchs so that we can control you. But there's a new plan. I'm going to take you FDR and maybe shoot you, but I'm going to kidnap all of you guys, including the vice president here, all that. I'm like, really? You are really going over the top here. I (laughs) I don't know that Hitler is prepared for all this. Are you sure this is what he's told you to do, buddy? This sounds like he's rushing things a bit here. and, And one of the things that I do think is funny is the deal where the Duke of Windsor actually says that really cliched, awful thing when they actually, the president shows up and he's like, yeah, you know, that Hitler guy. And, and the Duke of Windsor's like, you know, he has some good ideas, though. He, yeah. he ends up throwing <laughs> that know. in there. I'm like, you better shut your mouth, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You're going to so give all, away the hand here. Yeah, all this is going on. I love, too, you have this death ray. And Baron Zemo shoots the wall because uh, the roof because he drops the ray. It ends up shooting the roof, and he's like, "Ooh, maybe that collapsing roof will take care of Cap. I'm gonna leave my death ray here. I hope it doesn't get in the wrong hands." He gets out. <laughs> Cap jumps out a window, looks back, and goes, "I guess that death ray's destroyed." I'm telling yep. you, some Ever, guy in the Bahamas it. is gonna find that death yep. ray and cause it's a lot take of over trouble. The world. Yeah. yeah, so with that, Baron Zemo has, has already shot like the first mate of the U-boat captain uh, deal. So that pisses the captain off. So he's like, I don't care how Zemo gets back to Germany. We're going now and starts going. And this is the thing in my mind, okay? The Nazis are bad. Are, are we in agreement with that? Yeah. We're, we're not oh, yeah. Nazi fans. Nope, I, I don't know about all. up in Buffalo, Anti-Nazi but I'm sure. Podcast yes, here. I'm sure that Buffalo is not pro-Nazi, right? No. These Nazis in the U-boat legitimately have done nothing. They they have just driven somebody, Baron Zemo, to the Bahamas. And then when he ended up being a piece of crap, they decided they're turning back and going back to Germany. Namor shows up and kills every single one of them. He kills them all. They even say, the heck with Zemo, we're getting out of here. Yeah, like I said, they are Nazis, but... The U.S. is not at war with Germany yeah. at this point. Yeah, you could you could have turned these guys. Maybe got information. Yeah, get some from secrets. Them. Uh, they are at, they're in the Bahamas with the same pretty much deal as FDR and the Americans are yeah. in the Bahamas. And yeah. so it really more subscribes to, to the me, theory of what happens in been, international yeah. waters well, stays they in end international up saying waters. That they say in this though is the idea that. Namor has kind of been convinced that Nazis are awful, which it probably didn't have to take that much convincing. (laughs) But I'm telling you, I really thought that it was weird that these not this should have been the Nazis on Bahamas and then Zemo saying the heck with them 
and jumping in the U-boat and going off himself, which is not quite possible, but he'd get his little crew and go. Then, But you can't kill Zemo. Because yeah. obviously he's Zemo, gotta, so he's gotta that, still have a son the, and everything else. That's the else. thing that's screwed <laughs> up. But it, it really came off weird to me. And this will be the only time I ever say that I don't think those Nazis deserve to die just then. They should have waited <laughs> later. You know, still no pro Nazi podcast. Uh, but yeah, so they Namor goes and then skedaddles. He yeah. just does this, and that's, then it's that's like this cameo for the yeah, title. and then it's like I don't know if he's. Pro-American, you know, he's one of them stinking fish people. I don't think that we could trust him. No, no, no. His father was an American. He's with our side. I still don't know. So it's all that. (laughs) Namor just looks at this sunk you and it's just like, see see you later. Smell you you later. See you, suckers. Yeah, and so (laughs) then it just ends up by wrapping up with, you know, FDR saying, all right, you know, you guys, uh, I'm going to leave here. Hey, uh, Duke and Duchess, I'm going to get a hold of... And it is, uh, you know, Winston Churchill, the former Navy person. That is a code for him. And I'm going to tell him that you're loyal and, you know, I'm pretty good. And you see the nervous look on both of them. Like, thank you. Give give our regards. Uh, and uh, Churchill hated their guts. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they're going off and they're like, all right, wh- here we go. We're going to get out of here. But, sir, we have two of the officers. The Navy, they didn't return. They're the only two that were there. <laughs> it's Jim Hammond and, and Gap. And then they just show up. Hey, uh, here I am, Jim Hammond, f- reporting for duty. My clothes got burned off last night in a sexy accident. And he's like, oh, well, <laughs> that must have been one of them bonfires that I saw. Oh, my. And then Cap shows up. And I'm like, Cap, why are you making it look like you're a jerk? He shows up and is like, I must have passed out. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? You, you just And then oh, as they Cap. walk away. Uh, you have Jim like knocked out, huh, Rogers? And he's like, and then uh, I want Cap to be like, huh, he, you're pretty clever too. I think that you might have been involved in those fires and possibly murdering seven people. And then, ha, 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 they were Nazis. They ain't people. Yeah, high five. <laughs> but yeah, that's how it ends. And, and yeah. so basically yeah. the whole idea of this book is a prequel to the invaders where they kind of bump into each other a couple times and yep. then D- Namor does his Unknowingly own thing. Unknowingly kind of do the same job yeah. together. Yeah. And so then I, and it's funny too, you, I have the deal and it's like, we'll run into each other again somewhere and we'll have a chance to compare notes. And I'm like, oh, Bucky, you're running right into your death right there. You stinker. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. The prequel story, 80th anniversary, the Bahamas Triangle. One of the worst names ever. Yeah. Uh, I'd give called it a five it the on Bahama the site. Mama. Yeah, really. I'd go for that. I'd like to be Slater and just go Mama. <laughs> uh, I gave it a five on the site. I, and that's a regular five. I just, I was bored pretty much throughout. We're trying to have fun with it, but I, I was pretty much bored. The history is not exciting enough. And the idea that the invaders kind of bump into each other or don't uh, really didn't float my boat. What would you give it? Yeah, I'm going to give you a five, too. I, I actually like some of the throwback art in it, but yeah, it like kind of gets art. wonky at points uh, as well. You know, it, it's not very consistent throughout the entire no. book. Uh, I, I just found some of the writing to just be a little too old school for my liking. Yeah, and, I said, if, if and you I, like I, Roy Thomas, I think you yeah. might get a kick out of this. But other than yeah, that. Yeah, if he's someone you liked kind of back in the day, yeah. you're, you're in the mood for that flavor again. It's probably more for you than it was I'm for not me. I'm not into but, that flavor. Uh, yeah, yeah this, like this was not my cream, favorite one flavor. shot of the night. Definitely no, not. No, it was not. But we're going to go now to uh, some mail. Do you have the time to drive me in Brendan line? 
And with Science Mambo Comics at gmail.com We will read them all At the wrong turn says mail call Whether they're positive or when they are not Not on my watch You can give a shout out to your peeps Poop poop Make fun of Brandon but not me Poop poop it's all for the weekend show. Brandon lives in Buffalo. Now here's something to say. Yo, it's mail call. <clears throat> all right, and it's time for mail. That was the remix yes. that I did, a little wickety-whack remix here. And we have a bunch of mails tonight. This section, we have two. The next section, we have two. That's how it's set up. If you want to, I'm actually trying, I'm trying to delay as I pull up my notes. I should have had all that. I'm (laughs) listening and wanting to hit sound effects instead of getting the notes ready. If you want to email us and be at the stars of the show, give us an email at weird science. We one of the weird science, Marvel comics at gmail.com. I almost, I I always switch things up. I I have the worst problems. I'm really tired here and I'm losing. It doesn't help on weeks. I'm on both, you know? Yeah, I I did not realize that we were going to spend so much time on that cap and the invaders either. It's getting late. (laughs) Telling you, when you have to record every night, it really gets to you, doesn't it? We recorded last night uh, late. We ended up doing Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And now we're back at it tonight. It, it, It gets to you. But we don't take weeks off unless we're drunk, right? Still gotta eat dinner the guy is too. Drunk. Yeah, I do too. I ended up getting my kids uh, little Caesars I, I for lunch, rolls. and I told them that is now lunch slash dinner because Daddy has things to do. Daddy's got yeah. things to do. We're gonna the get two of drunk. these: one for lunch, one for dinner. Yes, there you go, boys. And actually, for my kids, I have to get four, but then that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I've never really spelled out the fact on this podcast that I have five kids, uh, but only three in the house right now. Uh, my yeah. my second oldest son, Zach, is in the Marines right now, so uh, he's off doing that. And he sent one of the most horrific letters from boot camp that I've ever read, and it did yeah. make me cry. And I, I cried. I'm a man. And I'm, I'm a man. And yeah, it was heartbreaking, but hopefully he's enjoying it a little more. We're waiting for his next round of letters. Hopefully things will have uh, gotten a little easier for him. It's, or it's culture better. shock at right at this moment in yeah. time, I'm sure. I'm for telling him. you, I, I didn't have any worry for him. He is one of the most respectful kids you'll ever meet. He actually... It will go to lengths to please anybody in authority. I'm like, he is the perfect guy to go. Somehow that was not the case. He's been targeted by a couple of these drill instructors, which everybody who goes in the Marines is. So I'm not saying that it's any different. It just was, it shocked me. I actually thought he was going to have a better time. Maybe they're trying to pull his edge out. I don't know. I guess. He doesn't even have an edge. I'm telling you, he just, he's (laughs) been doing like stuff with the Marines in school since 10th grade. So it's been like three years. Years of that, so I thought, boy, he's really ready. He was not ready, but we're here for the mail, and the first mail is from Matt. And Matt says, Jimmy and Brandon, B. Brandon, he says, just wanted to touch base and say how great a job you're doing with this podcast and all the other podcasts that I get to listen to as part of the level two patreon package and he is he is a level two guy uh and uh, you'll hear 
one of his favorite shows, which is always what ends up being, and it drives me nuts. One comment from this week's Marvel podcast. The one-pagers that are randomly inserted in recent books on the last page seem to be tied to the upcoming Carnage event. And you did point that out, that, that you yeah. have been – I keep forgetting them. I keep missing them. Well, they're, so, they're really past like the credits and the letters and yeah. everything. They're at the very back of these books. I'm telling so you, Stan's I just out of I have problems with. Yeah, you know like what I'm I mean? a comic reader. I I have uh, just a habit of going through the end, or else I don't get the green check mark, and well, then my and, o- and, you know OCD tick goes off. Yeah. So. Well, here's the deal. They have they have some ads. You know, all the comics have that. They have a Justin Ponzer thing, and uh, they have that Stan soapbox. And when you're doing the comic, the layout. And again, I don't know if this is the editor's job. I like. I actually don't know who lays out where the ads will go or where these extra pages will go. Somebody's got to get a hold of this guy or gal and say you cannot put one at the end of a. First off, you can't put one the page before a cliffhanger because. Then old Jimmy Boy thinks that the cliffhanger already came. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, boy, that was a crazy cliffhanger. The guy left the room. I, I, I'm done. I, so I didn't turn the page. I think it's over. You just into the bathroom? Yeah, oh, and, no. Yeah, What's really? he going to do, number oh, one no, or two? there's a cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. See, <laughs> I'm telling you, you can't do that. Also, Did if you're going to add... If you're going to add an extra page like these to be a carnage kind of one-page story as each of these go, you really yeah. can't have anything between those or old Jimmy yeah. Boy will never find it. They spell it out better, like put I'm it on the, the cover worst, in a little banner yeah. or something. I, I'm the, this has happened a couple times even at the DC thing, and the worst is doing a podcast. And, and you're there, you prepare. I mean, I hope that people can tell that we try to prepare for this podcast. And I've heard some other podcasts, not just Marvel. These are just in general, where you can hear people paging through the comic for the first time <laughs> on that show. I'm like, really? Yeah. Well, what am I, a fly? on the wall during your reading time <laughs> please but i i hate when you do that i i prepared i've made my notes and i've done all this and then i get to the podcast and realize i actually didn't finish the issue and it drives me insane i don't know why yeah. this rant came up well, but I've actually because you usually go through them more than once so you yeah. fooled yourself on more than one occasion and you're like oh, i'm such yeah, a yeah like they dummy. say fool me <laughs> once shame on me fool me twice shame on me it's what I shame yeah, on those, exactly. you know, shame on Stan's <laughs> soapbox. Especially bad. You have, you have nobody else to blame but yourself. Yeah, You're like, oh, no. I'm just going to pin this one on Marvel. Yeah, those and what, no, what, what we do then is you'll notice when me and Brandon were talking on Mortal Hulk is a great example of this. And all Jimmy Boy tries to kind of push that away. <laughs> if you go back and listen to that, I did not have much to say about that because I it fooled me. I didn't realize yeah. there was one there. So you're like, oh, well, and I even, I was done. You're like, oh, there's still one page. I'm like, they got me again. Oh, you, oh Magoo, <laughs> you got me again. I was all upset. And then so I looked at it, and yeah, he then says, based on the last Hulk comic, it looks like Red Hulk, Thunderbolt, Ross will be coming back maybe incarnated uh, by Carnage, reincarnated by Carnage somehow. And we we actually then said that. You actually said that as well uh, because you the red all there and all that. Yeah. Also, Serial. Please do another podcast dedicated to cereal. <laughs> My suggestion would be a monthly review taste test of some of the latest flavors. Now, I will hold off on that 
for the next comment he says, and then they all tie together. And the Jim has issues with his wife podcast. Some of the funniest <laughs> stuff I've heard in a while worth every penny. And that's the <laughs> podcast where I basically yell at my wife for an hour yeah. about all the crazy yeah, she's things. She's gotten a little and better at yelling back too lately. Yeah, yeah. She's starting to get a little too comfortable. <laughs> that's what she's doing. I, I feel bad. I'm t- and, and this is a little yeah. behind Did the scenes. Did you get the new Evite for the next one no, yet or no? No, no. I'll be a hard maybe again. Uh, this is for you and Matt, uh, especially here. During the podcast, I end up having to pretty much rub her back the whole time so that she doesn't leave the room. She gets so (laughs) mad at me. But you can tell when I'm doing it, I look over. She's picking her nails. She's looking across. What what are you doing? But we have this podcast (laughs) where we talk about it. And I'll I'll tell you, the the way that and the reason why this came up is I, I would say that the things that go on in my house in my life have to be one of the craziest things that that go on my wife, uh, you know, and it's this isn't making fun of her, but she is she's got mental illness. She's actually on disability for it. And that leads into a lot of craziness in the house. Um, But even the stuff that, you know, happens with me and all that, but that podcast didn't start as that. If you remember, Brandon, it was Jim has issues with his kids is how yeah. it started out for a yeah, couple episodes. Yeah. And I got so angry those at them because they too. didn't those do it. But what no, I yell. But with you those, might have to repost one of those yeah. or two if of those. If you remember, on the one of the big things of that podcast was food reviews each episode. We ended up doing a big thing with Oreos, uh, the one podcast where we ended up buying like $40 worth of Oreos and just sat eating them and talking about all the crazy flavors and things. Um, Originally, one of the first podcasts that was going to be on the Patreon was going to be a food review show that was going to be called Flash Food Reviews. And it was going to, or even the, Eric wanted it Flash Food Reviews. I was just going to call it Fast Food Reviews, but we were going to do it dressed as Flash. It's what we we're going to do. And it was going to be goofy. We never ended up doing it. But that was one of the things. But yeah, and he says, bye for now, Matt. But thanks, Matt. I'm glad you enjoy me yelling at my wife. And the next is Dino. And he says, hi, Jim and Brandon. Happy birthday, Jim. Yep. I totally back you on Mike Diodato's art. And thank you. Uh, on Mike Diodato's art being spectacular. His Electra was my yeah. favorite. I loved when he drew Electra's first ongoing series in the late 90s. I know you guys have long given up on Age of X-Men. But in Prisoner X number five, Gabby says the names of her claws. I won't spoil it for you, Jim, so you (laughs) have to go read it. I have not read it yet. I'll check it out because of that. I was curious what your guys' thoughts are on Peter David's prodigal son, Fantastic Four. I thought it was funny and a great story. I know you might have been disappointed because there was no mention of South Boston's Yancey Street. LOL. (laughs) I still think Marky Mark might have been in this. Wouldn't he play Kazar? He he might be an okay Kazar. Oh, yeah, most definitely. The shirt. Yeah. off character oh yeah sure. shirt off ha- and, uh, he says happy fourth and that's from dino and he says p.s i attached a sketch of electra mike diodato drew for me at this year's emerald city comic-con he is a super nice guy which is awesome and the sketch was awesome so i, I did check that out it's pretty cool ah but we did not mention our thoughts on prodigal son fantastic four because that's what we're going to go off to next, next. All right, and we're going to be talking about Fantastic Four, The Prodigal Son, number one, written by Peter David, art by Francisco Mana, colors by Espen Grundertgen, 
and letters by VC's Corey Pettit. <laughs> Hidden within the cold stretch of Antarctica lies the Savage Land, an area unknown to and untouched by the vast majority of the Earth's inhabitants. Here, prehistoric beasts and creatures walk among man, each fighting to be the strongest and fiercest in their remote world. But a new contender has just arrived. That would not be Eric Shea. He hates the Savage Land. No. If he was on the podcast yeah. still, he would have quit this, would this be week, probably. Yeah, he would have been done. Yeah. Uh, he, I like he would this. have used the opt-out clause in his yeah, contract. He, I, when do I get this opt-out clause? That's what I want to know. I, I was, <laughs> I know. I, I was, uh, I was getting ready for the podcast. I was getting ready for the podcast, and usually uh, Brandon gets a hold of me around 7.30, 8 o'clock, and we decide when to get on, and uh, you did not. And I figured, okay, he's drunk again. And so I, I figured the whole deal yeah, was no, that enough. you had done something because we didn't talk that much today. I was busy. You were doing some stuff. So yeah. I thought, oh, well, there he goes. He was drinking, doing that morning drinking up there in Buffalo. <laughs> and he's not on. And I'll tell you right yeah. now. I actually was like, if, if he is not on, uh, I'm I'm not either. I'm going to bed. I actually had that, and then you got a hold of me at like 8.30. And then when Using I saw when you're like, clause 8.30, too. you're like, I still haven't uh, read the books. I was like, ooh, what, what are we going to do now? Because I was so tired. And in fact, I almost started recording. I was going to record the mails and the intro by myself, have those done so that we could get going. But I figured, ah, screw it. I, I ended up just reading the comics again and, and see how well it's helped, you know, with all these great comments that we yeah. have. But see if you go. liked Cap a little more. Yeah, yeah, I read that. that. That was my, I read that three times this week. And that's, you know, two and a half times too much. Uh, but here we are. And, and why talk about that so. still? Because this is an issue I liked. I like this Fantastic Four Prodigal yeah, Son. Uh, I'm yeah, starting to really like Peter like David. Uh, I, you know, we have Symbiote Spider-Man that he does, and we like that. So I'm, I'm digging his writing, and I think the art in this is really, really good. It's my style. It's like the type of art that I usually like. Plus, it's a fun, fantastic four book, and you know the whole deal. Even Dino said when he kind of alluded to this book and stuff like that. Uh, we we like the fun times of the fantastic four when the fantastic four but the problem is dan yeah. slot he Yancey can't keep Street, a schedule stuff like that so it, when no. if i can get some other fantastic four that's fun i'm right with it and this is fun to me this had a lot of yeah, jokes I that i actually the other people's takes on it too I don't know about you, but I don't LOL myself much. I'm not a guy who's in my room reading comics and start <laughs> laughing uh, out loud. Uh, because if I did, I'd probably yeah, be no. made fun Very of by rarely. my family. But I smirk and, and I kind of like smile sometimes, uh, even though my wife says that might break my face. But I, I, I like a good joke. <laughs> and this had a couple really good jokes. And I like this character, character prodigal here just because... He's just so pompous, and I think he's yeah. hilarious. Uh, yeah, he's so over the top. It's yeah. pretty good. It's it's pretty cool, and I do like where the whole deal is he shows up in the Savage Lands, and he comes out, and he ends up pretty much seeing the T-Rex there and greeting, you know, hey there, T-Rex, are, are yeah. you a dominant life form here? My name is, and he just gets eaten. He gets eaten with the ship. And I actually yeah. thought that Peter David oh, was yeah. doing he goes a right joke. right into the belly of a team. Yeah, I, I thought that he was doing the joke that that was all we were going to get 
from this prodigal. And in fact, we'd end up. Oh, and he gets with, out. That's what I imagine Eric Shea's response would be if he got out and landed yeah, in the Savage yeah, Land. Because too. he ends what up doing the, the classic where <laughs> he just bashes himself out of the T Rex and then comes out and yeah. then just is oh, yeah. mad. He's just mad he that his suit's it. ruined. He's like, oh, yeah, it tracks. It's all those. Every every comic has these things with this. Um, but, yeah, he's all mad. He's like, oh, you know how much I paid for this outfit? He's so mad. But then he realizes all these people are around and these, you know, are the, the Savage Land guys are there. And they're all bowing to him and kneeling to him. Uh, and they're the swamp. Yeah, they're kneeling. You know, the swamp men in there. Uh, what happens then is Kazar gets a hold of the Fantastic Four. Him and his wife, Shauna, call up the Fantastic Four. And I just I like the dialogue in this. And I like just the idea where you have Reed who's there. And he's like, you know, why didn't you call the X-Men? Like, this is a my, no, it's more <laughs> yeah. your thing and stuff like that. But one of, of the favorite, my favorite parts of this is he explains, listen, we're afraid that these swamp men, they're, they're heading towards this tower where the scientist there, he had all these weapons. And, and you have Reed, and he's like, weapons? Like, what kind of scientist is that? We don't deal with weapons. As this is going on, Ben comes through. Hey, where do you want this positron blaster at? And, and he's right next to the anti-grab gun, Ben. And, and then you end up having Sue look, and he's like, what? It was so that It's a good joke. And, and so yeah, with I this- I liked it though, a lot. Yeah, you go and and Kazar really he needs them to show up because if they get these weapons, it's trouble. It's going to shift the balance of the Savage Lands. That's when Sue actually says, "Why didn't you call the X Men?" He's like, "This is more your wheelhouse, you know. It's you know kind of your thing." Uh, that's when Franklin and Val happen to hear and they're like oh man where are we going oh and they even have shauna's like man those are your kids they're real grown up i i really like this back and forth and reed just puts his foot down and says no 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 val franklin your kids you're not coming next panel they're coming and he, he just says i i don't know why i bother and i'm like i know what you mean this is <laughs> the book for a married man yeah. right because it doesn't matter what you say <laughs> right? it's made up yeah obviously yeah, no. sue has told him that they could go and that means they can go uh, but yeah, with this, the Swamp Men and this prodigal, this alien, who is developed a little more later, not fully though. And what surprised me, because I had no idea anything about this book, it does continue in a bunch of one shots when it goes. And the next one's with Silver Surfer. Yeah. It looks at the cover of Galactus, but we'll see. Um, so if you're reading this and you're like, man, I, I didn't really get a full grasp of who this prodigal is and what he's doing, whatever. It's because I think that that's going to continue in these one shots. But they they run straight into an invisible yeah, wall and he's so angry and he's like, what is going on? And, and what happens through the running joke throughout all of this oh, I, is I the love idea. his responses, this prodigal's yeah. responses oh, anytime something happens he's, to him. It, the funny thing about him is, number one, when he does end up fighting. He's pretty powerful. He really is. But he's also yeah. pompous. Oh, yeah. He also seems to be a bit ditzy. Uh, he has a lot of things going on. I mean, even <laughs> the idea that he's upset about his outfit. <laughs> then he's like, but he hates yeah. getting interrupted. So what happens is, and I'm telling yeah. you, it, it made me laugh because, and this is probably it's, nothing it's like that Peter David was doing. Line yeah, joke. It, it was really through. What made yeah. me laugh is the dialogue that they end up doing with these sentences. He says, uh, I suppose makes sense with this being invit. And he's trying to say that he hit this invisible wall and this swamp man. Can you get through it or not? And he's like, never interrupt me. Stuff like that. But the dialogue to me, I'm telling you, <laughs> Peter David is not doing what I I wish he was. 
but I can pretend in my little fantasy world, he's making fun of a guy like a Brian Michael Bendis that never has complete sentences. Everybody's always interrupting. And that trope yeah. of comic book writers interrupting things. Uh, because in this, this yeah. prodigal, this prodigal does poke fun at some kind of some comic book conventions but some other things as well especially the name mr fantastic but yeah he ends up and i like too he's like you be quiet over there the guy keeps talking he's like is this quiet to you i mean this is ridiculous (laughs) shut your mouth he ends up breaking down the wall he ends up you know using anti-molecular you know counters the energies or whatever yeah and it blows up which does let the you know the swamp man go in this was his plan all along he seems to be a little smarter than he was letting on as well knowing that those weapons because what happened is they're there because they told prodigal that there was a spaceship in there so he wants to get back to his planet uh and fight his brother for the throne we find out later um but there's no spaceship in that tower it's just weapons this is going to make the swamp men the be all end all of the savage lands they're you know they're gonna be the big dog on campus here it's uh, weird nobody's gone for these weapons until this point yeah well the thing is though they can't get through this but they can't get through that shield so they ended up knowing that he could or hoping he could because he's alien and he did I mean they were lucky maybe there's been other aliens that landed in the savage land and they're like hey try to get through there they couldn't so they killed him I don't know but the Fantastic Four does get there and (laughs) you know they're they're gonna fight and while they're gonna fight you know you have the golden men uh the you know versus the cavemen type deal you have kazar there everybody's going and the fantastic four jumps in as well and one of the funnier things is is prodigal he's you know he's going to get the fantastic four sue puts up a force field and he runs into another invisible wall and basically says come on does nobody build visible walls around here and it made me laugh <laughs> I, i'm telling you these did make me you know smile because they are good jokes funny here, i know and and this is the this is where an Eric Shea would pish posh this book because it does seem like Prodigal has powers whatever suits him, right? He ends up being able to have kinetic yeah. powers. Oh, yeah, he can counter he can all of the Fantastic like Four's powers. Yeah, he's basically. almost like a super scroll version of this, you know, alien. But I, I actually like that we don't know his powers. I like that he seems to be all powerful because that makes him even you know more fun and funnier when he's just you know pouting and yelling and getting all upset i i thought it was yeah. really funny uh he ends up you know knocking sue up in the air where she yells crap and then ben just comes and wallops him as he's mid sentence he actually says there that simplified that and ben hits him he's like why doesn't anybody yet let me finish my damn sentences? He's so angry. So it's just an all out attack. You have the whole fantastic four attacking them. Val ends up getting grabbed by a big giant bird creature, you know, big giant, you know, Eagle type thing that one of the swamp men are riding. It ends up getting its head cut off viciously by Kazar and Shauna's son, Matt. And it's funny. His name's Matt. And uh, it's Just Matt Plunder. Yeah, I know. And later, Val <laughs> tries to give him a, what I would like to think New she name. needs to have a cooler name. She thinks that Matt. Yeah. And I apologize I to no Matt. Guy named you Matt. know, Matt who yeah. who emailed earlier. I apologize to him. But when you're in the Savage Lands and, and you're flying on a a giant bird, you know, it, the name Matt isn't as cool and pretty much a pterodactyl. Yeah, it doesn't vibe with what you're on. doing. Yeah. yeah. 
So oh, he's definitely on a pterodactyl, a giant yeah. one. So while this is going on, and there you have, you have Val making, you know, googly eyes at, at the sexy young guy. Even says she I loves thought, these boys yeah, with their yeah. shirts off. Yeah, and she she even says, "I thought you were much younger." He's like, "Yeah," and it's kind of a funny thing if you're reading DC, kind of a John Kent thing that he says. You know, it's, this guy has to hate Bendis, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, he yeah. feel like he's jabbing I'm telling you, at Bendis. It seems like he's jabbing him the whole time. He's like, "Yeah, yeah. I fell in that time <laughs> portal thing." I'm like, "Oh my, he's really getting it." Uh, you have the, the swamp guy. He goes into that tower he ends up getting a big gun this big gun he doesn't know how to use it this other guy comes and is like hey what are you doing we gotta get him. he's like i'm trying to say oh no he ends up just killing him he dissolves him uh and we go back to the fight and again it's just it's the fantastic four against this prodigal he ends up now making a tornado i mean all these things are really he's pretty much all powerful he ends up grabbing val with this you know construct all these things going on but in this he, he basically says you guys are trying to stop me from getting that spaceship in the tower and val's there in this kind of protective force field thing with him and val's like i'm telling the truth and he's like wait a second let me see he can read minds i mean he could do anything yeah and he reads hey, mind like et touches yeah. her and brain she even here. says very et like and he's like i have yep. no he actually this is the exact line that's very et thank you i have no idea what that means but thank you and i'm like he's hilarious <laughs> i love this guy he is. Uh, he's, he's so good, good. yeah uh he realizes that he's been duped and, you know, he says, you know, why did they say that? Why was there a ship? And then we see this guy shows up. He said it because obviously he wanted to get these he guns. The and yeah. yeah, he ends up where this guy's shooting weapons. Uh, Sue makes a protective barrier around the family and the guy's going to go shoot him. And she's yelling, don't do it. It'll. And he ends up shooting it. It bounces back, kills yeah. him. And she says, I tried to say it, <laughs> rebound and kill him. And that's where Prodigal steps up. See, this is what happens when people get interrupted. And he says to everybody, I hope all you have learned your lesson today. And I'm like, this guy is the best. I'm telling you, he is so he is. good. He is hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah. I actually feel bad for him by the end of this I do issue too. here. And, and with that, he ends up saying that he is from you know this he's the biggest greatest guy in the eight galaxies whatever he says and he's going to be king but his older brother wants to be king they have to fight it out but he's more of a king guy he sh- he's the one even though he's younger he should uh, you know take the throne but he's got to fight and that's where there's a couple funny lines in this first off he asked Reed, what his name is. Reed says, oh, it's Mr. Fantastic. And he's like, really? No, that can't really be your name, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to call you F. And Reed's like, no, no, don't call me F. But the other thing I like, too, (laughs) is as he's talking about him being, oh, I'm a prince and I'm going to be the king and I'm fighting my brother. And you're losing, right? You, You lost. He's like. I wouldn't say that. I just say that I'm not winning at the moment. But yeah, he's yeah. on Earth because he was losing, and it's he like wants he to was get banished. Yeah. yeah, or they just end up slapping him, and he he got knocked away. You know, on the ship, whatever yeah. happened. Yeah, he had problems, and uh, so yeah, there, there's issues in the thing too. It's it's almost like a Superman type thing when he landed and things like that. If you really want to push what Bendis is doing now, but they end up taking him back to their warehouse where Ben gets, he's furious. He's like, you you live on Yancey Street with me in my small apartment here. 
you have a warehouse. You can live in a warehouse. Nobody wants to live in a warehouse. And he's like, yeah, but we don't want to live in a warehouse. And so they go and the, he says, we have the ship for you. And that's where Prodigal tries to kind of dupe them and grab the ship and take off. And, and they, they end up where Reed, you know, Reed is scatterbrained. He's the genius scatterbrained genius where he has a rocket ship, but no exit door for that. You know, there's no yeah. thing in the no, roof it, to let the rocket he's ship got out. A hatch to, yeah. to drop his plane into this warehouse yeah, but he does not in. have a hatch no, to shoot to this shoot rocket a out. rocket ship out he just blasts through the roof but it is a trick it actually is a trick where if anybody doesn't put in the secret code uh in in an amount of time it ends up you know pretty much ejecting you into space in a protective the bubble. old boomerang rocket trick. yeah yeah that's what it is and i just i don't want to see what happens <laughs> when that rocket ship comes back and then goes through the now crashed up warehouse but we'll see yeah. that but it's funny because then reed uh sue's like you can't leave him out there he's gonna die of hunger or thirst and reed's like We'll get out there to rescue him. But then you see the next Silver Surfer, Prodigal Son number one. And it looks like like Silver Surfer stumbles upon him first. Yeah, and they're fighting, and maybe they Uh, have a connection. That should be cool. I mean, I haven't liked a lot of Silver Surfer issues we've read lately, but I think throwing Prodigal into the mix with a guy with no personality is a good way to play things. So, yeah, I I think it's funny. And in the meantime, we even mentioned that at one point, Val gives – uh, Matt a new name Shazar he wants to call he, yeah. she's like can I call you Shazar that's pretty cool it's like your parents name and it's, it's not lame like Matt I'm telling you Matt might be lame Jim's lamer yeah. I'm telling you I, I have one yeah. of the most lame so luckily oh yeah they're you know, throwing a lot saying. of shade at the name Matt yeah, here. I, don't, yeah. I don't know did uh, Peter David walk in on some dude named Matt I don't know with his wife or it'd something it'd be funny <laughs> if it was Brian then, then it would all make sense uh, because I think that I'm making up that he's you know do, dissing do they call Brian Michael, Michael Bendis, Bendis Matt yeah, around call the office him by Matt. chance but yeah I really liked this I liked it a lot I thought the art was great I thought there was a lot of jokes in a book that I had no idea what it was going to be about and that it had the humor in it uh, and, you know, had the story. I don't like I have no connection to the Savage Lands. The biggest thing I've read in the Savage Lands pretty much is right now with Savage Avengers. And that's only three issues. in. So with this, I I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to know what's going on and all this. But, boy, I I had a lot of fun. And this this is easily my book of the night. And I'll tell you, I liked Dead Man Logan as well. But this, I think, took the cake from me. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I liked it that much. I like the humor. And this is kind of my deal. I, I like fun books. I don't need misery. Uh, what would you give it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I'm going to be a little under you, though. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Uh, I hmm. really like the art in this story. Did your mommy say think... to give it an 8.5, did she? Is that <laughs> yeah. what she said? Yeah. Yeah, She's got some warm cookies for me yeah, waiting I'm on sure the counter for when the podcast is over. She's like, oh, uh, Brandon. Brandon, what do you, did I, don't, she, I don't drink milk, though. Does she have a nickname for sexy, you when you were gross. growing up? <laughs> Brandon. Uh, hey there, no, I, I never boy. really got a nickname. No. I got nicknames when I hung out with my friends and hey all my there, brothers were around because we're all, all it's Murray. It's time for but, uh, bed. Time for bed, Brandon. Come gross. to mama. That's what she says. Yeah, everybody called me Werner, but, too. That was like my nickname. Yeah. I'm like, that's yeah, not a nickname. It's a boy thing. I think you just all call you each know other what by it your is? last name. It's not so. just a boy thing. It's a sports thing as well. Anytime that yeah. I played a sport, you, you would just call each other by your last name. Yeah, as and you well. hang out with those kids and you just call yeah. each other your yeah. last name. That's so. what I do. Uh, but yeah, I, re- I really like that. I look forward to the next Prodigal Son issue way more yeah. than I ever anticipated. Come and so. tuck mommy in, 
Brandone. Is that what she said? Gross. <laughs> Damn, am I bringing no, back childhood never. memories? Oh, my. No, not what, at all, actually. What day is it? Tuesday morning? Seems like that's drinking time yeah. for mama. Is I, I used said? to like the Mae West voice. Now, I'm, now I'm, you don't I'm like my Mae West as your it. mom? Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> no. Time for me to go shop around. That's what she said when she'd go get groceries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Around, well, we're, we're done with Brandon's <laughs> mom, Mae West, and we're going to go off to our last book. And we're back with some mail. I forgot that we had yes. another section of mail. I'm getting too tired is what I am doing. <laughs> but we have a big section of mail here. Mail section number two, we call it. And we're going to start with John Jack. And John Jack says, hello, fellers. And hello to the Fresh Yo. Start crew. Beep boop. By the Ori <laughs> hosts of Hogoth, he yells, trying out F. FC catchphrases he wants to do. I don't think that one's going to hit, and I don't think I even pronounced it right. So there you go. Uh, He says, I had a weirdly strong week for Marvel this week, and cheese and Franken-crackers, no cursing, is my gold-digging wallet glad that the black hole money war of the realms is basically done. He was so pumped for that, right? I Remember know. how how pumped he was? All in all, having just yeah, the Omega oh yeah, issue to go. He telling everyone he was reviewing every book. Yeah, and, and that's that the problem. Is he was also <laughs> buying every book, and now he, yeah. he's regretting it. Uh, he says, with the Omega issue to go, I'm going to call this event a success, he says. So there well, you go. He thinks it was a black hole for money, but not story. I liked it. I liked it overall. I, at least, you know, if you had the scales there, uh, mine's tipping you know, maybe slightly in the positive way, uh, because we we ended up not reading the stuff we weren't really enjoying. So that kind of helped, especially since the crappy pacing of tie-ins will be irrelevant in collected editions and just whatever you do, FSC flame on, stay the hell. And that's with one L. So I'm allowed to say it away from the trash fire journey (laughs) into mystery. At one point, I thought he said that he was enjoying it. Uh, But maybe not. Maybe it didn't end very well. That garbage dump agents of Atlas. I need my ding is what I need because, yeah, I I was I was not down with that either. Uh, That nonsense wagon League of Realms. That was pretty. And the flim flam and squirrel girl issues. 
and you'll be fine. I think that what happened with those squirrel girl issues, I, I have been reading, you know, I'm not exactly caught up. I've talked about this before since you're never going to read it. Uh, no. I end up falling a lot behind on some of those things like Moon Girl as well. I know that we're not going to be doing Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur on the podcast. And unfortunately, when you're doing this sort of thing with the reviews in the podcast, you don't get a lot of free time to just read stuff that you like. You have to, you know, yeah, so no. <laughs> I end up falling behind on these things because I'm like, we're not going to talk about this. So I, I did fall behind on Squirrel Girl. And I think that I don't know that somebody jumping in for just War of the Realms or anytime jumping in, it has a very pe- peculiar and particular way those issues are laid out, how things are spelled out. You have a lot of words and a lot of things that are, are like not even editor's notes, but kind of editor's notes at the bottom of each page and stuff. And I, I think it drives people nuts. Uh, but yeah, you can avoid those. You'll be fine. As for massive disappointments last week, FF Prodigal Son was crap, he says. Whoa. <laughs> My only takeaway being John, now John that- Jack has the exact opposite taste yeah. in books, I and think. And that's that why I like John Jack. This is why. I, I like to see how the other half lives. That's why I, I made a joke with John Jack the one time. Basically, let me know what you hated. That's what I'll go by. And then vice versa. <laughs> he could do yeah. the same thing to me. Me and him should exchange notes, and then we'll each know what we'll love that week because it's what the other hated. Uh, because if he keeps going, he really did like Cap and, you know, the Bahamas Triangle, which I didn't like. So there you go. Yeah, it's approaching. Uh, he says, the takeaway now that Valeria is approaching legal age, writers are going to make her go gaga over random douchebags the galaxy over. How dare she says that Matt's a douchebag? He's a good guy. As for a book, now if she would have felt for Prodigal, He's then that kind of would have been technically. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. As for a book I enjoyed more than expected, he says the first Infinity Warps annual was oddly pretty good. I was going to read that today, but again, I knew yeah. we weren't going to talk about it. With the Warps crew doing an Amalga Axe of Vengeance, kind of. Uh, Keep in mind, this was my first Infinity Warps book. I just read it when I was waiting three hours for a fairy Friday and ran out. He wanted that the fairy to show up so he can make wishes, right? Isn't that when that happens? Yeah. You, know, you have your, your good luck fairy shows and you make a wish. Old man Quill had a bit of a twist that kind of piques my interest after getting so down on the series. And he did say that in the in the Slack and I actually was like, should we read that again? Because we were really down. He no, says, no, no. I told my Comic Watch editor, that that's his plug, but he is on the Comic Watch. And go and check out his site and their podcast and their video podcast. You can sit there. And again, I just take a lot of glee in seeing where John Jack will show up next is what I say to myself. <laughs> and he just, I'm telling you, when John Jack shows up, I'll give him one thing. I, I told you, I don't laugh a lot. And I don't smile a lot. For some reason, John Jack makes me smile when I see him. <laughs> he just look. He looks like he's Pops having so much car. fun. He looks like he's having so much fun just ripping into things that I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. So, yeah, check them out. I didn't want to review it anymore. So he said I didn't want to. He didn't want to review Old Man Quill. And that happens. That happens a lot. Man, what are you, Eric yeah. Shea? Punisher got me so dang excited. I felt with like that I was Thunderbolts saying the reveal. same thing for the. I reviewed the first four or five. I felt like I said the yeah. same thing in every issue that I reviewed. Yeah, that's the problem. Sometimes you want to just ditch it just because you don't have anything to say. I, you know, it's trouble. That that happens to everybody that's been doing Batman over at our DC site. It, it's ping pong around that book. Savage Avengers had me cracking up with the do it for Pabst 
Uh, I liked that. Also, he says, Punisher got me so dang excited with that Thunderbolts reveal. I haven't read. I haven't been reading Punisher. uh, But again, I was going to read this issue. And I suggested maybe having it on the podcast tonight, but we didn't get to it. Savage Avengers had me cracking up for Do Do It For Pap stuff. Possibly the best Conan book at Marvel right now. We love it. Also, random question. Since food comes up. What kind of (laughs) pizza? The hell you did. What kind of pizza (laughs) do you guys like? Uh, and this is a weird thing because are you talking type of pizzas or are you talking toppings? Because there's only one topping. And I, I'll tell you right now, garlic's out for me. I'm allergic to it. So besides that, there's only one topping that I do not like on a pizza. And it's a weird topping to not like. Uh, it's sausage. I cannot stand well, sausage. I was going to say mushrooms. Keep no, mushrooms, I love mushrooms far away from my pizza. Yeah, I, I love tons. And I, I don't necessarily like a supreme pizza. But I don't no, mind either. most of the toppings that are on a Supreme Pizza. One thing I don't. So I'm actually a liar. I don't I, like I sausage. I spent a lot I, of time in uh, pizzerias, like yeah. high school and college when I just yeah. for a job. And Supreme Pizzas, if they're done right, are pretty good. But nobody, I, when you order them, c- t- cooks them long enough. And yeah. the, it's just a pile of goo on your yeah, pizza. Yeah, I, I actually really don't like green peppers. So that kind of takes me out. There's a lot of green peppers in a Supreme pizza. Also, if you are around and you're listening and you have any sort of idea that a Philly cheesesteak pizza would come with green peppers, I will get your address you and I will seek you out. I will seek you out and I will at least slap you. So I see we nowadays. put banana peppers on ours. I see it nowadays that uh, slap fights are a big thing on YouTube. Have you seen these things <laughs> that all these kids yes. are slap fighting? Yes. I want to get involved because I'm telling you, I, I don't really feel a lot of pain in my face. I really, <laughs> not as much pain as people who see my face, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> But uh, Listen, I want to get involved in the slap fight. I don't ever want to get in a slap fight with one of those big fat guys yeah. that do it. Oh, there they was this one guy. <laughs> this guy had banana fingers and he was slapping this. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I, I'll slap fight you on YouTube. Whoever says that they like green peppers on it. There's, if you go anywhere in Philadelphia and order a cheesesteak, a ste- you know, at a, you know, you go to Pat's or Gino's or any of these big places. They don't have green peppers on them. That is not a thing. The most you'll get is sauce and onions and then, you know, whatever type of cheese, whiz, regular cheese, whatnot. Um, Yeah, green peppers, nonsense. I I I forget when I I went um, to – I stayed a summer at Drexel when I was doing my master's. And uh, I forget which one we went to. It wasn't Pat's or Gino's. Somebody uh, on campus told us, oh, no, don't go to those. Go to this one. And I'll have to remember the name. It'll come to me. Was it Tony Luke's? Because that's another big one that Maybe. is in Philadelphia. There's a ton. There, there's so many. Yeah. Um, yeah, for pizza, I I actually prefer like the New York style pizza that over like yeah, me a too. I'm not a deep dish guy. If that's thing. what he was asking. That gets yeah. messy. Um, I will tell you right now. If you have any problems with pineapple on a pizza because of people yelling on Twitter, I'm not in your camp because I love it. I love pineapple on a pizza. I love the tart, sweet with the salty, uh, you know, the the sauce. And I love the Hawaiian with ham and pineapple. Uh, Also, Eric turned me on to the chicken and pineapple pizza, which I really enjoy. That's the one I've had. Yeah, that's good. good. With bacon, it comes with bacon, And yeah, in this area, if you, we have a a Pizza Hut and we have a Domino's, we have, I even said I got Little Caesars for my kids today, only because it's cheap. 
uh, if I'm going to get a pizza, a real pizza, I will go to a pizzeria. I think there's nine in our town. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I prefer that. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other things. Like I, I do usually have some crazy rules for pizza, but actually my favorite pizza. Oh, I don't I ever like get extra well sauce. Uh, no, Tanya no, likes no. extra sauce. And when you tell a pizzeria to get extra sauce, you're really leaving it to chance and you usually yep. get a swamp. It doesn't even make it home. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I don't like extra cheese. The bottom doesn't cook right. Yeah, I don't like I extra don't cheese. I'll, and, uh, I'll do extra pepperoni. Yeah, 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 I don't mind that. I actually, my favorite pizza legitimately is a plain New York style cheese pizza. Just nothing special, just the regular deal. Yeah. I have gotten I, I like, fights. We, we get these uh, cup and char pepperonis on uh, okay, almost yeah. all the pizzas around here. I love those cup really? and char pepperonis. Yeah, I... Yeah. Um, I actually don't fold the slice either. This is a fight I got in with Eric and Reggie. I'm very particular that the pizza has. Depends how fast that, I'm trying to eat it. Yeah, I mean, if I'm, I'm trying saying to if eat I'm, it quick, I'm I'll enjoy fold it. it. Yeah, if I'm going to enjoy yeah. it, I won't fold it because I do like the combo. Like you bite in and you get some crust and the cheese on top. And, you know, I, I just like the whole thing. And I did tell John Jack because I did read this beforehand and got a hold of him and said, you know, we were talking a little about pizza. I, I consider pizza the perfect food. Yes, we talk a lot I about cereal, I which I love. Every day. I could too. And I, I think that it's pretty much perfection. Just And I'm talking just a regular cheese pizza. I, I could eat every meal just like cereal. Probably my, my three favorite things of food items in my entire life are, in, in no particular order, we've got <laughs> a regular New York style cheese pizza. <laughs> Most cereals, except generic, and soft pretzels. <laughs> soft pretzels, I love as well. That's uh, a, you yeah. know, at one point was a very uh, local thing, but the, obviously everybody can get those now. But yeah, my favorite pizza, cheese pizza, and that's what about that, chicken you know. finger subs? You got chicken finger subs down there no, by you because we didn't have them in Maryland. Chicken finger but... subs. I don't oh, know what you're I talking about. Chicken finger subs. Really? Those are the... mm. Yes. Get out of town. Look it up. Town. I also actually <laughs> I do love cheese steaks as well. So I, I should throw those in as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But that is from John Jack. And he says, sorry for the long email. You guys are great. Talk to you soon. And that's John Jack. And yeah, check Later. out Comic Watch. Just look that up on YouTube or on your podcast player. The the thing I have to talk to him about is am I supposed to push Comic Watch or Comic Watchers? Because I get confused and I always think that I've messed it up because it's both. And I always think that I screwed up and I feel so bad. And then I see both names and then I get angry. And then I say, I'm going to punch that John Jack <laughs> right in his face. I don't say that. Steve is next. And Steve. He, he's a left winger, I believe. That's what he has as his Twitter handle. Yes. I am a right winger. So there. I was Take a left Steve. winger as well. Really? So I'm in well, you're in the second line. Yeah. Me and Steve are first line. We have to find a center. You're, you're Actually, I'm putting you fourth line. You look like a fourth liner. Steve says, Jim and Brandon, <laughs> it seems like only yesterday you started. Fresh start. Remember Eric with that? I don't even think I have that as a soundbite. I should get that. Uh, I wonder how many people listening even remember. We we mention Eric all the time. I wonder if they even remember that whole deal. It'd be Who like you if you were on the Marvel Madness now and talk about Carl. What happened to Carl? <laughs> he disappeared. Yeah, right? He's the invisible man. Uh, but I can't imagine my life without it. 
he says. He can't he can't imagine life without Jim Brandon and Double Aaron. That is a sad life, Steve. I have Tell a few that complaints. To my wife. Yeah, really. <laughs> Take my wife, please. <laughs> hey there, Brandon. Now it's your wife. That's not your oh, can geez. I be sexy wife now? Hey, Brandon, oh, yeah. two kids no, isn't going to be enough now. for me. <laughs> hey, <better> Brandon, <laughs> I, d- we, I want more money, but I don't want to work. How do you yeah. like them apples? Oh, is that, is that a good imper- That's me. a pretty good impersonation, <laughs> isn't it? Hey, yes. this. What's Spot that? On. You're about to record? Looks like I'm going to go through the good china. That's yeah. right. Time to get ice I, out of the I, fridge for a half looks hour. Looks like it's time to start playing the drum set. I, we, we were doing last night. We were recording the, the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Batman, and yep. I didn't hear it. I go to to do, you know, I'm editing it. Start up, and I see this weird thing, and I, I've edited now probably a thousand podcasts, and that that might be an underestimate. So, and I've done a ton with you. I've done, so I I do have like ingrained in my head kind of the blueprint of what is a brand and noise from your house. Right. And I, you can tell your wife, I have the idea where I can just go through without listening. I'll be like, that's where she does something. And yep. when we started last night, we started last night, I didn't hear it when we first started. I go and I'm like, what is that? Yeah. All I hear are dishes being yep. dropped somewhere. Yeah. Like, oh, it sounds oh, like she's she throwing them around yeah. the house. Oh, it there, really there's does. There's multiple dishes just <laughs> going. Maybe it's time to sort the good china here up in Buffalo. It's like, what is she oh, doing? Geez. But I, I didn't hear today, it the one time we were goes, about to start and I was yelling. Uh, I'll give you a glimpse into my life here. Today she goes, because she's nine months pregnant. She's like, yeah. uh, oh, I was reading up about it. it. It really says that when you're nine months pregnant, you do get more clumsy. I'm like, well, what? what's your excuse for the other 32 years yeah, you have really? been pregnant? I guess she's I always mean, been pregnant. Uh, what, what is this? <laughs> is, is she in the 70th trimester? There? <laughs> hey there, Brandon. Now, we're going to end up oh, getting a. Uh, you know, do you hear me, Jim? Thing, if we keep going yeah. here, we, oh, we don't know. need that. Here, she's the pregnant. Door's that's, open that's crazy. Too. I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah. really, you're, you're in big trouble. I have a few complaints about War of the Realms. Back to Steve. Uh, number one, <laughs> when they said in issue five, the War of the Realms is finally starting to slow down and will soon end. When the hell did it ramp up? He says. That's pretty. <laughs> Two, as you said, where are the villains? Major oversight. As much as I love Jason Aaron and give him almost a universal pass at this point for whatever he does, it would have been really cool to get a villain one shot that showed all the villains taking down Malachis goons. I would have loved them to have the team up. There's nothing better than a, you know, villains teaming up with the the heroes because now they're both, you know, on the same yeah. side. If I anyone's really going like to take over the world, it's going to be me sort of thing. I like yeah. them using that yeah. reason to team up yeah. with heroes. And then when they're done, it's like, hey, you have that kind of like, hey, that was nice. It was cool getting to know you a little better, but yeah. we're enemies again. You know, it's pretty much you end up having that sometimes at summer camp. You go and there might be actually where I would describe it perfectly. My dad worked for IBM when I was growing up and they had picnics and there was a kid that lived like three streets down from me. We live in a big development. Eric actually lived in this development as well that I grew up in. And I hated this kid. I, I didn't like him. <laughs> we never got along, but his dad worked for IBM as well. So when we ended up going on these you know you'd go to great adventure for the day yeah, or you'd go you know it was mostly amusement parks or stuff like that i didn't know anybody else you know and to go on rides and stuff it really stinks to be a single 
steal you. Yeah. So me yeah, and this worse. guy, and I, I believe his name was Jeremy. Uh, we ended up having pretty much a truce and it, it was never spoken. It was never kind of, but it was almost like a breakfast club situation where yeah. we're kind of stuck. We'll One hang out. But on Monday, year. yeah, on Monday, I ain't talking to you in the hallway. And I'm Emilio <laughs> Estevez. I ain't talking yeah. to you. Yeah, I'm too good. But no, I, he was a jerk though. And, and it would always end up complaining about everything. And by the end of the day, I remembered why I hated him. It's really right. what would happen. Yeah. yeah. So you have I'd be those like, few yeah. moments where you're like, hey, he's not oh, so at the beginning, bad, I it guess. Would always, no, at then... the beginning, it would kind of be like, man, you know what? We, we can be friends. It'd be okay and all that. And uh, yeah, by the end of the day, I wanted to kill him. And so we wouldn't be friends. But yeah, that's that's what I like when the villains team up with the heroes. That said, I love the way it ended. And with the off-page word bubble, I, during the three Thor combo, I said, please let it be Jane. I, I mentioned that if you didn't know it was Jane, you, you might have some problems. So I, I'm sorry I might have offended you <laughs> because we had already – if that was the first reveal of Jane, uh, you know, back to Thor, then I would have – then turned the page and screamed, yes. Love me some Jane Foster Thor. I want somebody around him to go, what, what are you yelling? It, it's Jane Foster. She's Thor again. Crow up and just walk away. <laughs> Misogynist be damned. I love Jane. I love Jane Foster yeah. Thor. I, yeah, my, one I'm, of my I'm favorite Jane fan. Foster Thor issues is ironically the one where she pops into Gwenpool. I think it's like four yeah. or five in that series. Yeah, well, I, I read and, that. And yeah. Gwenpool stops her from basically killing her because she knows yep. her real name. Yeah, because scares she knows. her away. Yeah. <laughs> also, when they mentioned the storm brewing, I said, oh, crap, son. It's the Mother Tempest. That's what I yell, storm brewing. I yell it really loud to let my family know they better get out of the bathroom quick. I just yell yeah. it. So overall, a great fast. event for long-term Thor fans. And that I will tell you, I was impressed that Jason Aaron made it pretty good for non-Thor fans or non-long-term, but it's definitely yeah, was by the for end, them. I, I like that last issue, but I, I don't, I'm not yeah. on John Jack's side where I say the event was a win overall. Well, here's the was. deal. You're talking Steve and John Jack both really liked it they're long-term thor fans and so steve john jack and the three other guys out there they loved it i mean they thought it was the best (laughs) ever right (laughs) the five of them can get together and talk about it they can have a meeting i'm I'm throwing shade at thor fans i don't know why and i'm super pumped for king thor so am i jane foster valkyrie I'm pumped for that as well. And whatever else he does next. I heard someone slurring fruity pebbles. That's someone would be me. And I stand yeah. by it. You, and I cannot let that stand. <laughs> yeah. Now Brandon knows. I've been yelling about fruity pebbles <laughs> since I've known him. Whoever that was, I challenge you to a, a death duel unless you're bigger than 6'3". I am not. 250 <laughs> pounds. I am not. Or no mm. martial arts. I do not. Then I will send my substitute. I went for one Tiger Shulman lesson and ended up getting my nose broken by my buddy, Brett. He broke yeah. my nose in, in our one Tiger Shulman uh, thing. And we ended up getting a free gi and I bled all over it. It ruined my gi. <laughs> I only wanted to go for that free gi. I always yeah, thought those were neat. the uni. Uh, that's all I wanted. I wanted to pretend I was Karate Kid in my room and more Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I would do my own blood sport in my room and have fun finally yeah, every podcast say, uh, should end i thought you had an uh eidetic memory for maybe blood sport karate moves at least no i'm you telling know? you i might uh, what ends up happening <laughs> is i'll tell steve what you have to do you got to throw the chalk in my face so i can't see and then i'll think back <laughs> at when uh mr tanaka was training me and i was grabbing goldfish blind out of a goldfish thing and then stopping him from punching me yeah. while eating dinner 
That, spider I, sense. That's one. Got spider that has sense. never come up on this podcast. I just want everybody to know, full disclosure, Bloodsport is one of my all-time favorite movies, that and New Hope. Oh, if, yeah. if Star Wars never existed... It still would, in my mind, as Bloodsport, one of the best movies ever. <laughs> just a movie that you don't even need that much story. You just need just the action and the funny stuff. And one of the best performances was by the young Jean-Claude Van Damme, who, who barely, uh, the lines that that guy says is, is the best. I will not be his punching bag. Is what he yells at one point. <laughs> and yeah, somebody who saw that movie is laughing right now, hopefully, because that was a great movie. And he says, finally, every podcast should end with a Weird Science Hockey Minute segment so that all 14 of us NHL fans can feel a little more included. So we'll get the 14 NHL fans, the five Thor fans, and then we'll all get together. But I'd like to have the NHL we, we Weird get, Science uh, Hockey Dancing Minute. Dancing Mike over here to, to unite yeah, you know, loves, one more he, up into yeah. 15. He loves the NHL. That would be cool. I don't think he listens to this podcast. And we've mentioned that before, and he's never told me that he did. So I'm saying he doesn't listen. No, really crushing the so. songs lately, he says. Thank you. And that is the end of the mail. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, John Jack. And we're going to go off now. Like I said before, we are going off to the last book. We are going off now. And boy, for, I hope people appreciate book. this, too, because I told you when we started we're, we're oh, going to go exhausted. quick through this. I'm yeah. so tired. Let's just, and this will be probably the longest podcast. This is what yeah. happens we when I get tired. We turned it into a bunch too. of nonsense here. The, yeah, the when, book it, we when I get the most, tired, we talked about a half happens. hour somehow. And we just had 20 minute mail <laughs> section. It was because of nonsense. And I like nonsense. And when I get tired, I just, oh, well, it gets goofy. But that is that. We're going to go off to that last book. All right, Brandon, we're back with one last book. And yes. I'm going to let you do the honors because this is the book that you turned me on to way back Yeah, this when. is one of my jams here, Dead Man yeah. Logan, number nine. Uh, written by Ed Briss and art by Mike Henderson. Colors by Nolan Woodard and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Back in his original timeline, Logan is reunited with Danny Cage and Bruce Banner Jr., the last surviving Hulk, an extremist cult called the tranquility temple has found them and unleashed a hulk killer android to kill bruce jr logan tried to fight it off but got his lungs ripped out instead meanwhile Sabretooth is on logan's trail yeah and i know you told me before we recorded that you're you know waiting with bated breath for Sabretooth. i actually yeah. thought that he might have caught up to him this they kind of do but not yet uh, but yeah, yeah, how it ends. It's like a step but, behind still. Yeah, so when we open up, though, we had had the ending of last issue was this Hulk killer just, you know, beating the crap out of Bruce Jr. And Wolverine really couldn't help him. Logan couldn't help him because yeah. he had his, his lungs, lungs ripped, ripped out. out. I mean, it's funny because <laughs> you hear that as trash talk a lot. We got to see it. Uh, so yep. he can't go and save. Now, I, I love the art in this book, and I have. Yeah, what makes me too. laugh is at the beginning, Danny, the way her hair is it looks like she has a old school was, villain's mustache i was I, just she, gonna say that but i'm like eh, i'm not gonna bring it up oh yeah doesn't it look like she's gonna start twirling it like she she's does. gonna have a big top so hat looks too. Like a mustache yeah 100%. it's gonna be like she's gonna twirl it and start doing evil things like uh, you know I'm tying like, somebody to a, a railroad track she put on here or something no, i don't it's, remember it's her just the way it is there's no on. mustache i just want her to tie somebody to the train tracks but yeah, they have her by gunpoint and then say, you know, and, and it's fun too. You get the idea. They're talking about her parents who are obviously.
obviously Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. And uh, also, you know, they're like, yeah, we hear your parents. Your mother's bulletproof. Well, this isn't a gun with bullets. It's actually a nuclear detonation bomb gun that'll just melt you. Well, as this is going on, you know, Bruce Jr. is getting the crap kicked out of him. And he what we find out later is the real deal. Yeah. And what we find out later, it's actually inserting nanites into him that is not allowing him to heal as well. We find that, you know, halfway through the issue. But he's getting the crap kicked out of him. And the thing that, that that kind of upsets me is and not upsets me about the the issue upsets me because of how Ed Brisson has set this up where for the most part we've seen Bruce Jr. He's just kind of a, a kid who likes to read his books. He's like one of those yeah, kids who sits in, in his cases. room all summer and reads and then he happens to come out. To, you know, get a little his his mom says, you got to get out there, Brandon, and get some fresh air. And the minute he goes yeah, out, sandlot, he gets bullied. A sandlot scene. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. telling you, he gets bullied. And uh, luckily for the in the sandlot, it, it all works out. You know, but, uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't. Especially for squints. He, he gets yeah. some Wendy peppercorn yeah, squints kisses. Squints gets it real good, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it doesn't work out so well. For Bruce Jr. and he is just getting the crap kicked out of him as Wolverine is healing and he's giving you uh, it's not over the top graphic but I don't know when he's like yep my lungs are back but they're only the size of walnuts it kind of made me like oh that's (laughs) awful and just imagining that he, what he's saying is he's trying to get a breath and there's only those little walnuts there that are getting the air so he's he's not getting all over the place and he's He's just blue He's awful. He looks down, he crawls over, he's dragging blood with him, and he looks and he sees Bruce Jr. just getting the crap kicked out of him. And that's where basically he just, he gets all of his effort to stand up and just flings himself Swan off dive. of this, yeah. yeah, off of the second level deal, which <laughs> reminds me of the, I wish it was a little yeah, bigger. Yeah, a little bigger. Uh, it's what happens, uh, there's a big fat guy that we work with and yes that might be shaming but he is a piece of crap so i'm allowed and if you listen to the dc podcast i am talking about the guy who poops his pants on the the back door he pees out the back door whether there's women on their break right there he just whips it out and pees he he is an animal this guy (laughs) and uh he ends up he actually has a pair of scissors with him at all times because he will poop his pants at least every other day Usually, though, it's every day. And so when he poops his pants, he has done that so many times that he knows that when you go into the bathroom, then you can't pull your pants off then because then you'll smear. So you cut it Uh, off with scissors. That's how many times like this is a (laughs) life hack. You never want to figure out on your own. And he has figured this out with that, though. He's also like 500 pounds he can't get around and he is a fork truck driver he gets off the fork truck just like logan does here he flings himself off and i i say (laughs) that it is basically what you are watching when he is doing this it takes him five minutes he sits there and it is the eternal struggle is what i've nicknamed it and I just yelled at Eric, hey, the eternal struggle is going on. And we just stop and we watch this <laughs> guy. Because he'll be sitting there. He'll be sitting. Oh, yeah. He'll be sitting there and he'll kind of try to get off. Re- and then he pulls back. Then he looks. And it, it's a lot of planning. I, I think he might pray at, at one point. And then he just really flings himself off. And that led to him twice now breaking an ankle. 
So I just wait. And this, and when he does break his ankle and he's out of work for three, four weeks, yeah, it, it's the most restful time ever because you don't smell poop. <laughs> and, and all you do, like, you're about to have a baby. Your yeah. wife is going to have a baby. And you, just the smell of poop and that baby powder is is one of the most sickening combination smells yeah, for yeah. me. I don't like and, it either. uh I thought I was done with that after I had my five kids. No, no, no. Uh, every day. He walks by. That's what you smell. And it's awful. So back to the issue. The, again, I'm so <laughs> tired. This is what you get. Uh, yeah. So you're going to have Wolverine going. And Logan, I keep calling. I want to call him Logan. But, you know, you have Wolverine going. And he basically does not want to let down Bruce Jr. again. He he feels guilty about everything. He feels guilty that Bruce Jr. hasn't had anybody. And he's going to make sure that this isn't how Bruce Jr. goes out, being left to die from this whole killer. Now, yeah, in the meantime, Tranquility, the Tranquility Church here, they uh, they think they're doing the right thing. It's one of the, you know, one of the evilest things for a villain to do is to think that the awful thing he's doing is the right thing because then they'll go all out. It's like a Lex Luthor, even things like that. So they're like, no, 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 you know, we're doing this and ends up pretty much calling out Logan's wife. And, and, you know, the the family, when he says, you know, that why would you want to protect this? You know, his father, you know, brutally killed. Her, and he's like, you, you don't get to talk about my family. And he just goes to town on this Hulk killer and ends up electrocuting him in a very cool way. Yeah, but again, I liked it a lot. Logan, Logan I thought already he was almost isn't on healing. another suicide mission. I like that he yeah. thought it through how to actually take it yeah. down this time. And it's weird, too, is as he gets electrocuted, it looks like uh, Iron Man kind of a little when he's uh, getting electrocuted, the Hulk killer. But he is one of those. You have to remember, and I think that the the big thing to remember here is he doesn't have a great healing factor at the moment. And he already had his lungs ripped out. He already has this stuff. Now he's electrocuted. He's laying there. The Hulk killer is done. But then you have the, you know, the the priest, he has a gun. He's going to shoot Logan or actually shoot, you know, Bruce Jr. And then all of them. And that's where Danny breaks free and they they get out of there. They they get out. And that's where Logan says we have to get to South Dakota and we have to get there quick. He does not look good. They're wondering why, you know, why isn't he healing? He just he looks horrible. Something's wrong. And it's very quick. And I appreciate that we get right to South Dakota, too. It's not like one of those where maybe if this was an ongoing and not ending in 12 issues, we would have had two more issues. Yeah, one more thing would have happened on the way. Maybe running into another gang or something like that. But you get right to it. And it's pretty cool because you're you're wondering like, oh, what's in you know South Dakota? I wonder what he's what he knows. Some what myth Logan they're knows chasing, about this. quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, and so when they get there, these mechas come out, and I guess if you know more than me, that might have been a trait, you know, a clue to yeah. do this. And Logan comes I, I out, take really... me to your leader. Yeah, no, but this it's is Forge, some pretty and new it's really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's Forge who has pretty much this hidden base. That he, you know, people can go and just relax and they do their experiments and stuff. They grow coffee beans. Like it's, it's like almost like paradise, actually. And uh, while this is going on, though, we see more of Sabretooth just showing up and he's got a big convoy. It's like he, he, there's a bear in the air. We got ourselves a convoy. He, he ends up going <laughs> breaker, and he goes breaker. to the, these church. Yeah, breaker, breaker. We got ourselves a convoy. <laughs> uh, the, he goes and sees these guys in the church and it's so funny. He's like, Eden Pilgrim's looks like you ran into a friend of mine and then they just go off 
Um, but yeah, they're following him, and it's it's a it's a bad good thing. I mean, it's great to see Forge. He's old. He says that Logan looks like crap, which he does. Yep. He has his wife there, you know, Forge's wife, and they're all like, "Hey, we're gonna fix Bruce. We figured it out." You know, even to the point where Dan even says later to Logan, "I think that Forge might be able to help you. You know, maybe he can heal you." Logan at this point doesn't want to be healed. He no, just he wants doesn't to want to entertain but, it. Yeah, the he part told that everybody sucks, that. though. The part that sucks, there's there's a, a point, though, I thought there was trouble. The point that, that I'm like, these poor people, Forge and his wife, and, and in a tie-in, the old man Logan uh, deal with a kid who ended up being on the bridge that charged him money at one point uh, in the series, stuff like that. I just felt bad because I know that they're in big trouble, that Sabretooth is coming to kill them yeah, all. And I, I, I really felt bad because Logan is leading them there, even though he doesn't mean to lead them there. Yeah, he and has even no idea. Have where that's question i thought at one point where forge says hey logan come and talk to me and they go they uh, they end up seeing speedball who pretty much is the boy in the bubble has the worst life ever yeah. and i like the explanation I think this is of their this. way out of dealing with saber tooth too at, at oh yeah one point. he's gonna this go gonna he's gonna end, end up I, yeah, yeah because he but they do mention the safeguard that speedball is kinetically charged to the nth degree and he, it, they won't let him bounce because if he's he bounces, he's going to blow basically. up the world. Yeah. And uh, so there is the, even this failsafe that gravity gets shut off. So, you know, he can't bounce. He's, he's not going to bounce at this one point if, if something goes bad. But when Logan and Forge go up and he's like, hey, let me talk to you. Let's take a walk. I actually thought somehow Forge was turning on him. I thought that it was a trick. I thought that he was going to end up being one of those, like you see in a lot of movies, it's a cliche, but the yeah. whole idea of you can't, you know, hey, come on here, Logan. And you open up the door and there's an army there ready. And he's like, listen, I can't you have you ruining the stuff. I mean, it's been 60 years and I don't want you ruining yeah, my, my gig here. here. And, you know, you get the hell out. But it wasn't. Forge is right there. Even to I the actually, point where this, this is the point in the story. I thought we were going to maybe get a tie into seeing Forge originally send him back here. And Forge would be like, listen, I know I sent you back here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and have something like that. But it is an alternate, you know, it's not yeah, the same is. timeline. So, yeah. It's a different timeline. Yeah, that would have been a cool so thing to kind of give you the twist that it did happen in the regular deal. And he's like, yeah. wait a minute, something's wrong. Um, but yeah, Forge is there also to say, listen, we, we all know that you were fooled. We all know that Mysterio did, you know, what he did. And the thing is, Mysterio got killed like a week later. Too. I know. <laughs> it's like, oh my. Uh, yeah, he's like, Mysterio didn't well, last that, long. That and, was and the cool part of the beginning of the series is that Mysterio finds out about that, that they're going to just end up killing him once he does yeah. what they want him to do. And yep. that's part of why yeah. he never wants it to happen as well. Yep. Yeah. So they say, you know, after Mysterio ended up fooling you into killing all the heroes, and you know the, he got taken care of. They they ended up killing him, and also uh, I saw the security footage. I know that it wasn't you know, your fault, and so that's that's a nice little you know yeah. bookend type thing for Logan. And then that even out. leads, yeah. like I said, that even leads to Danny later saying, you know, why don't you stay? Because he's loading up the car. He he's heading out. Hey, you know, he bouncing. wants to, he's going he's to Sacramento. Him. He wants to go and die at his, you know, family's grave is basically what he wants to do. He doesn't want to just die out in the wasteland by himself or with anybody else. He wants to go full circle, go and die with his family. 
And uh, so she's like, but she says that he can fix you. He He's pretty set on dying. He does not care. He's he's old. I mean, there are yeah, points. I, I, used to, I told you, I, I said this before, I think, while we talked about this book, is as a kid, that whole idea of, you know, oh, your grandfather died. He just was so tired. He, he just wanted, you know, to go. That didn't compute in my head. It didn't make sense that somebody would just want to die. I'm starting to think that now. I'm like, you know, I'm starting <laughs> to feel tired every yeah. when I wake up in the morning and realize that I have not been happy to wake up any morning in the past seven years. Then I realize that there's something like, yeah, I think they had a point there. But yeah, they're gonna he's gonna go off. In the meantime, though, there's an alert, there's a big thing going down, and it is a pretty badass Frankenstein you know freaking saber tooth coming in uh with his convoy uh and he says you know grab the target and kill everyone else and as he was talking for the most part the bruce juniors the you know the big target for them he's gonna go after wolverine i guess uh with that but you, you have a couple things with that um you have this character this kid uh, Dwight Barrett that they mention it's funny too just the side mention for it, just like yeah he found one of them Ant-Man masks he, he really can do <laughs> things with it and then at the end you see that mask yeah, next to him there. so yeah he's gonna you know th- so there there's bound to be a pretty cool fight and then the ending though because this alarm's going off everybody's wondering and and Logan didn't get to leave yet you know so nope. he's there you have Danny Bruce Jr.'s going nuts. He can't stand the loud siren, but he seems healed enough to fight. But then you have Speedball, and he's in his room. All (laughs) of the lights have gone out. And he's like, hello, what's going on? Hello. And that's, is anybody there? And yeah, I think there's going to be a big explosion coming up. I like this. I like, I I I have liked this, this whole series. It got a little bit, once we got to the wasteland, and started, you know, issue six and seven, whatever. It was a little, you know, it started up this new art. It had to find and its footing And it was taking again, a little yeah. slow. It's found its footing now to the point where I am enjoying it, I think, now more than some of the stuff we got in that first, you know, five issues. I, I really enjoy this, or first six issues. I really enjoy this with the idea of the Logan being a good guy, wanting to go back and just die, helping Bruce Jr. I really, really like it. So uh, what did you give it, though, first, before I give you my I gave start. it an 8 on the website when I reviewed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like the art in this issue. You yeah, know, I, I really like the story and, and the random characters that pop in and out of things. Kind of, I, I don't know why. I don't like Speedball as a character, but seeing him here made me smile and kind of chuckle a little yeah. bit. and. And the situation he's in while dire. I mean, really, here's uh, the thing. They (laughs) have this thing going. And, you know, there's Forge and all. And all they could come up with is this room with just a bed. I I mean, and it's a padded room. He might as well just be in a mental institution for what they're giving him. I know he can't have a lot of things going on, but at least give him a TV (laughs) or something. I I know. I guess, you know, Wasteland... Wasteland tonight. I, I don't know what TV's life, on, kind of. but yeah, give him some <laughs> movies or something. I mean, he's just yeah, they gotta have DVDs or VHSs yeah, laying around something. or something. You know, it's a yeah, wasteland. Yeah. It's not a a, a uh, You know, it, 
I'm, I'm I, telling I mean, you. They have some sort of entertainment. They have yeah, to. Well, what, what I've I been think. told is after, you know, a nuclear war, after an apocalypse, there's two things that would survive, cockroaches and the Kardashians. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They can, uh, have, yeah. Their, they can have their <laughs> television show. And they're keeping up with the Wasteland Kardashians. Oh, but I Jesus. Uh, I would yes, still not watch it. Yeah, I, my wife loves it. She watches that. Oh, so t- I, I guess it, I don't, I don't unless it it's a new house. version. If I'm not she home, loves I don't care, but. Temptation Island. I think is is what it's still called or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I go upstairs and she's watching this. I'm like, oh, is that The Bachelor? She goes, oh no, it's worse. And it's this island thing. <laughs> and, and all she does is, is that yell the one where about people bring their married wife and like yeah, cheat on them, or- and, and they can't be faithful for a week. I'm like, really, guys? That's all you keep it in yeah. your pants for a week. And she's watching it, just screaming and yelling at how much a piece of crap these people are. And I said, listen, honey, let's watch quality programming like Holy Moly. Let's get that. Holy Moly. So funny. Holy Moly is one of the only TV shows. It's the only TV show I watch right now uh, besides older ones. You're you're obsessed with it. How awful it is. Oh, I I sit and yell at how it could be better. I need to be on there as a producer to make this a better show. You need to see more mini golf. That's basically the big thing. They, They skirt the issue of the whole thing just to get to the final round. I need to get behind these people. I need to see them play some holes. But yeah, yeah, that's beside the point. Uh, I really like this, form. though. I'm going 8-5. <laughs> then I watch my old things. I watch American Dad and a lot of Brady Bunch. Uh, I'm back to yeah. watching tons of Brady of Bunch. I'm in the thing right now. I'm really digging that. That's, yeah, that's really I good. I don't watch that nonsense. I didn't think I'm I would watching. like it at all, to be honest. And I, I really you, like it. You watch your Swamp Thing. I will watch Don Drysdale show up at the Brady's and tell Greg that he'll be a bonus baby pitcher one day. And then Greg pretty much wants to quit school and tells everybody how great he is. That's what I will watch. That's the episode I watched last night. It made me chuckle. But yeah, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> We're done with the podcast. Finally, I'll say the last bit of things again to remind everyone we have a website where we review everything. And in a little wink, wink, I will tell you that the reviews go up 9 a.m. on Wednesday morning as per the rules of Marvel. And they have laid those down for us. And I don't know. I, I think that maybe they're they're a little frightened of our reviews. That, that's what I'll say, that they're afraid that uh, we're going to have too much. When most of the time we have pull in trying to get people to buy books. So I don't know why they're so upset. But besides that, we also have a website at weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. We have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash weirdscience. And that's it. Are you still there, Brandon? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I thought that you got disconnected again. Well, we had a problem no, in the no, last no. at the end of the mail. We yeah. ended up having a disconnect. Brandon has no, already just letting you vibe. You Brandon you already decided out. to cut out of the podcast. He's gonna, yeah. but yeah, well, I ran to the PlayStation, turned on Grand Theft Auto. Oh, you son of a gun! You son <laughs> of a gun! I'm, I'm on the Patreon. I'm doing one of my. Uh, video game things is best sequels and i i think that you'll be pleased that a red dead redemption game is on that oh yeah i just not red dead 2 though it's red dead redemption 1 which is a sequel because it's technically the sequel yeah yeah Yeah. did you ever play red dead revolver (laughs) never yeah it's not great 
It, it wasn't great. The no. weird thing is, is I consider obviously Grand Theft Auto 3 a sequel. It is not because what they consider that is the first game of the 3D world Grand yeah. Theft Auto. You, you That's ever nonsense. play the original Grand oh, yeah, Theft Auto? I played, I played the a bunch of them. Yeah, I played a bunch they of them on hard. the PlayStation. They were tough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't mind them. I was not really thrilled. You know, they yeah, were not I, my favorite. I was favorite. just not good at PC gaming. When Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, was... it blew my mind. How much of a difference it was from that over-the-top, yeah. you know, oh, Grand yeah. Theft it was, Auto. It was a groundbreaking was game. Yep. Ah, uh, yes. So there you go. A little video game talk. I thought we were supposed to talk hockey at the end. My yeah. two, fa- two, three favorite hockey players of all time in no particular order. We have Yarmir Yager, Mario Lemieux. And Wayne Gretzky. See, I go very, very. Uh, I go Lafontaine or Alexander Mogilny, Lafontaine, Jack. I I like Hashik too, but he he left us to win a Stanley Cup in Detroit. Yeah. Well, you have so to Jack Eichel to will slide into his spot at Jack number three. Eichel, seriously. Yager, Lemieux, <laughs> Gretzky, you know, Eichel. Jack get Eichel. A, get out of town. I, I, I did like LaFontaine a lot, though. I, I really did. Yeah, he was him, good. So. I was All so right. mad when we traded Turgeon for him at first, but yeah. I, I got over it quickly. I like Turgeon. Yeah, so that's that. He played that a long time. It. Yeah, yeah. So that's the hockey talk there, Steve. There you go. I, there I you could go. talk One I could minute. talk about my favorite uh I'll talk about my favorite left wingers next next week. So and maybe not. I'll forget about it by then. But we're gonna Sergei go now. Fedorov. Yes, we're gonna go off now and uh go to sleep. So there you go. I gotta edit this. I'll put it up. It's after midnight now that I have to edit this thing. We're technically releasing on uh, Monday. It's a yeah. no no. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, uh thanks everybody, and we'll talk to you later. A weekend edition, a weekend edition. Snowing in July and guys are wearing denim vests And one of them has got a rainbow sash up there in Buffalo They could never win it all but they complain about it all the time No gold and white right We U.S.F.A. It's the armpit of the world